So, Alex, you know how we do a show, right? And you, yeah, we do a show. If you are a girl and I am a boy, you know that's the case? Yes. You know what I've been doing for the past week? What? I've been binge-watching uh, a little a little show on hit streaming platform Disney Plus uh, called High School Musical The Musical The Series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, is- I have a feeling. I saw on Twitter... You saw me talking about it on Twitter? I saw you talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> He's gonna talk about it on the show. No. <laughs> Are you gonna break out into song? Did you write a song for this episode? No, but that would have been funny. <laughs> I have uh, been like listening to songs and I was gonna try and like write a cover of a song for our opener, by the way. Are you a music? I know I've listened to enough music and I know like syllables and like how things rhyme and shit. Okay, interesting. I think I could write something good. It's just it's a big project, so it'll probably never come to fruition. But I don't know. It's been on my mind a little bit. Anyway, continue with your high school musical the musical in high school. The high school musical the musical in high school? Is that the name of the show? I don't fucking know. It's a, it's a big redundant name. The name is really cumbersome, but I, uh, that's on purpose and it's by design. You know, I, I made fun of the cumbersome name on Twitter today, but then I thought about it and I was like, it's, it's actually genius advertising though. Cause that's why I watched the show when I think back. Cause I, I just got back into it. Um, but I watched the very first season as it was coming out in 2020 because I had Disney Plus at the time, and it was, like, relatively new, and I wanted to see what the original programming had going on. And I was like, High School Musical's a name that I recognize that hasn't produced anything for years. I wonder what this will be. And I watched the first season, and it was really good. But then the season break was really long, and I kind of just lost interest, and I never went back to it. Uh, Since then, three more seasons have been produced, and I finally started season two a few days ago. And I am now three episodes away, or no, two episodes away from being done with the whole four-season thing. There's four seasons? Yes. Jesus. And there was one particular thing I wanted to ask you, Alex, because this is basically a soap opera, what I'm watching. I'm basically just a woman. I've, I've, I've accepted that now. Um, but one of, the, one of these things that feels like Soap opera logic, because all I've heard about like soap operas in my life is all of like the weird relationship drama and how it's kind of wild sometimes. I want to ask you a question, Alex. Okay. I feel like it has a very obvious answer, but this show would disagree with you. And I don't know, maybe I could see it, but let's talk it through. How many times could a man... Or could anybody, I guess. How many times could anybody steal your significant other from you before you would no longer be their friend? <laughs> How many times would that have to happen so, before it immediately disqualified somebody from being Let's put this in a scenario because I'm autistic. <laughs> I have a significant other. How many times yeah. do you 
have to steal that person for you and I to not be friends? Not like a back and forth thing, separate significant others. So you, in in this scenario, I've had multiple and you've stolen all of them. It doesn't necessarily have to be all of them, but it's what amount of them, what, what amount you've of times. You've stolen more than one. Well, that depends. Is one the limit for you, or is it more? How many times would somebody have to do well, that to that you? Is, is that the scenario? Are you stealing more than one? I'm saying, and, oh, what okay, is your okay, limit? I, I think I get it. I think I get it. My my brain's not working. Um, two? Really? I guess it just depends on who the friend is. Like, if I'm not super good friends with you and you do it once, you're gone. But if I've known you for five, ten plus years and you do it, I'm going to be like, come, come on, man. Come on. Don't don't do that. And then you do it a second time. I'm probably going to go to you and be like. You do it again. We're done. This is not not a dick and mad situation. This is very active. And just to be clear, this is not a dick and mad situation. This is very active, close relationships. (laughs) I feel like I would get I'm too nice for my own good. Yeah. So I'd give people let's say that you stole my significant other once. I'd probably sit down and be like, why'd you do it? Blah blah blah. And then give you a second chance. You do it again, I'd be like, Look, man, you 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 have to fucking apologize at this point. Like, you've done it this is the second time you've done this now. Honestly, if it's you specifically keep you around and do the podcast and be like look man I'm not too happy with you right now I'm gonna get over it but we'll just keep doing the podcast and that's about it we'll be like all the great all the great broadcasting duos where they secretly hated each other for most of the run of their show I don't even want to say it's hate it's more just disappointment honestly that's fair but I so, think if I would if I were to be reasonable and actually like think about it, it would be one or two. See, I was expecting you to say, why would I be continue to be friends with somebody who did that even once? Which is what I feel like the logical thing would be. I was just I was a little thrown off because the, the context here is um, in one of the recent episodes I watched, there was a very a very beautiful and touching scene of a brother-like friendship between two characters. Um, the, the main male lead and, like, the, like, older kid. Um, and it was just, like, this beautiful, this beautiful scene of this touching friendship between the two of them. Um, and part of the central plot for the entire show is that uh, both of the main male lead love interests uh, were stolen right out from under this other guy. <laughs> huh. like he was obviously gunning for them and then they broke up with him and immediately went to him and this happened twice with two separate girls <laughs> so you're saying like steal right out right out from under you right so i guess like it depends on how you define i guess it's not no, quite I think two would be reasonable two would definite in this in this situation two the second time would severe like I think irreparably damage whatever friendship I had with that person, but I wouldn't hate them. I'd just be like, I'm. 
we can hang out as a group, but I'm not going to hang out with you one-on-one sort of deal. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't want you around. I'm not going to bar you from whatever we're doing, but it's going to probably strictly be we're friends because we're in the same friend group. That's about it. If that answers your question better than before. No, that's fair. Um, In this show, they actually get closer. Is the weird thing. (laughs) What kind of telenovela bullshit are you watching? It's like he he starts as like an antagonist, this other character, because he's dating he's dating uh, the male lead's love interest. um, And he doesn't like that about him. And he's also like a mean kid. And he's he's willing to he's willing to rough up who he has to rough up to to get ahead. He's willing to he's willing to do some do some mischievous business. Um, he's an antagonistic force, and then the whole love triangle thing resolves, um, and he becomes a better person. And as part of his becoming a better person, he becomes part of like the theater kid friend group. Um, and then the two of them get closer. And then the same thing happens again with a different girl. Um, and very soon after that, they have a very touching friendship scene with a whole duet song sequence about how close friends they are. <laughs> that's wild. And that's that's what I've been spending my time watching. No, no podcasts, no nothing. Well, I mean, at work and sometimes in between. So I'm there's always, no I'm chance of you catching up then. No, 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 no. There's no chance. At this point, there's no chance. I have like 30 episodes of of both podcasts left at this point. <laughs> Can we double or nothing for the bonus episodes? <laughs> bonus episodes for what show? I don't have access to Biggest Problem bonus episodes. And you, ne- you never plan to get access to them? Probably not. Damn. I don't know. I mean, if you want to double or nothing for the Dick Show bonus episodes, and then triple or nothing... Yeah, for but then, the, I don't, uh, then I don't have a confident lead. Because <laughs> I've already listened to the Vix Problem bonus episodes. <laughs> no, you're just buying time to try and finish the Dick Show 100 episodes that you have to do. That's all you're yeah, trying like to do. like 150 episodes I have to do, and also like the 70 bonus episodes of the Dick Show, too, also. <laughs> I know there's like 80-something, but I've listened to a good few of them. Anyway. Yeah, I've been watching this this fucking soap opera. That's how I've been spending all my time. How's your week and a half been? Well, uh, this past weekend I did go to con. So, it was alright. Little whack. Uh, have I mentioned old house drama on this show? Or was that kept off? Off camera. I think off maybe mic. you've very vaguely alluded to it, but I don't think we've gone into any detail. Okay, I will keep it vague then. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to go into super de- super big detail. Uh, ties with one of the three people I used to live with are now fixed. Uh, the other two have been cut completely. So that's that's the result of this past weekend. See, I only know two of the names. There were four in total. Anyway, anyway. Okay. Two ties have been cut completely. The other, who may come on this show, 
eventually have been fixed. That's all. That's what I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I also, I got this really cute red panda plushie as my mm. one plushie per con type thing. I didn't know you had a one plushie per con. Yeah. Policy. I no well no it's I have to buy at least one plushie from every convention I go to. Oh, I see. It's not a limiting thing. It's a I must obtain. It's a minimum. It's not a limit. It's a minimum. I can buy more, but I try and do one plushie from each con. And starting like I believe last year, it's non Pokemon related. But anyway. So I got a cute little red panda plushie. I got some stickers. Uh, I got these cool artist prints. Like, stuff that was made by an actual person and not a computer. Like, hand-drawn shit. Of Bowsette, oh, cool. Buet, uh, Ryuko, Ryuko and Satsuki from Kill a Kill, and then, uh, the thing that drew me... Is Satsuki that, like, a different human, or is Satsuki the talking clothes? She's the one in the white. Oh, okay. The so-called rival of the show. The talking cl- the, the clothes talk, and are like a character, right? Am I remembering the show right? No, no, you're correct. Uh, let's put it this, this way, so you is can fully understand these two people. Ryuko is Goku, and Sa- Satsuki is Vegeta. In this is in, in this anime, okay. That that's the best way I can explain their relationship to you. Um, and then what actually drew me to this person's booth was they had a really good picture of, uh, Chain Chompette, and it's hot and it's cool and I like I've, it. I've which never is why seen I bought Chain Chompette. Yeah, it's like Bowsette and Booet, but with the Chain Chomp. I don't think Someone I've seen Huh? I don't think I've seen Booet. I think I've only seen Bowsette out of what you're describing. Yeah, everybody knows about Bowsette, but the whole concept is Bowser put the crown on, put Peach's crown on, and became a hot dummy mommy named Bowsette. And then everybody took the Peach's crown and put it on other characters, and then you just add et at the end. So and then they Booet, just become bad bitches. Chompette, exactly. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. I can dig that. Um, and then I got a free sword, a free two hundred dollar, two hundred plus dollars sword. Oh my god! Uh, so one of the people who I work with when I go uh during the summer con, the water park one that I definitely talked about on this podcast. Uh, yeah. I work, uh, yeah, I work with him at the Kalahari convention out in Sandusky. Um, he has a sword booth up in the dealer's hall, and he's selling swords and knives and shit. What does that sound? What sound? The sound that goes like, boop. I have no idea. Maybe my phone's notifications weren't turned off? Yeah, that might be what it is. They're off now, that's my bad. Anyway. So, at the end of the convention, uh, I took his dolly. He brought a dolly down to the registration department, which is where I was working. Yeah. So, I took it back up to him with another friend. She said that she was $300 in the hole, 
and the negatives, but really wanted a sword. I'm like, you know what? I got you. Usually at the end, he gives away free swords for anybody who helps out, specifically for those who have worked with him before. So I'm like, I got you. I'm going to blackmail him. He wants this. He wants this dolly. He gives you a sword. That's that's what we're going to do. So we we walk up to the booth. He's like, oh, shit, you got my dolly. I've been waiting for that. And I go, well, you know, I got a dolly for a guy who's got a sword, basically blackmailing him at this point, you know, for his own shit. And he just he looks at me, pauses and goes. Okay, pick one. So I turn to the so I turn to the girl and she's like and she points at one and he goes, no, 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 not you. And then he points at me and says, only her. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. You what? had to choose your blade. It was your destiny. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Here's your dolly, buddy. And he's like, no, no. You want to blackmail me? Pick a sword. I'm like, uh. And I point at this blue and green one, which is apparently the, uh, the sword from uh, Blue Exorcist. Interesting. I've never seen that show. Yeah, it's a, it's a good anime. So I picked that, and he's like, all right, cool, take it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I pull out my card. So I pull out my debit card, and he goes, put that shit away. And I'm like, wait, really? He's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't care. Just go. Get out, go. Get out of here. That was your, that was your, like, sensei, Alex. You're gonna I was given a, a free gr- sword out of blackmail. You're going to become a great swordswoman. That guy, that guy was setting you on the path. He knew he was like, no, 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 nobody else. Only you can choose your blade. The blade she that did, will guide the, you. The girl that I went up there with, she did end up getting a sword. She's paying him, I believe, like a week. She was paying. She said, I'll pay you in a week, a week later. And he's like, all right, but here. But she had to pay for it. You got it for free. Yeah, I don't know why I got it for fucking free. Okay? Because you were the chosen swordswoman. It's not going to be free. I will tell you that. See, what's going to happen is... I'm going uh, to send one of my... I, I, know, I know some people who are close to Kentucky. Who can go down there and get a nice bottle of bur- a nice bottle or two of bourbon and whiskey for him and I'm going to take it to uh Colossal Con this summer and give it to him as uh payment as like a thank you for a free $200 sword. Yes. But yeah, that's about it. Alex, here's what's going to happen, okay? That you were chosen by this blade. You you chose this blade and this blade chose you, Alex. And now what's going to happen is uh World War Three and the Civil War are going to break out at the same time. And most of the population is going to die from terrible nuclear fallout. And then you, Alex, are going to become a, ro- a rogue hero in the new apocalyptic world. With, 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 my, with my many swords? <laughs> yes, you're going to be... Because the- I'm, I'm up to four anime... Three, three replica swords and one just regular katana. So I, I do the ultimate have four, swordswoman. I have four swords to my name right now. I have a uh, Shinobu from Demon Slayer's sword, the butterfly girl. I have uh one half of the scissor blade from Kill a Kill. 
I have the blue exorcist sword now, and then I also have just a regular katana that I bought back in, I believe, 2016. Have you heard of, um, what's the anime? Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix? I've never watched it, but I have heard of it and, like, seen it. I know of it. You know the blonde-haired kid, the main character? Yeah. I want to get his sword next. It's only like 150 on Amazon. That's my next. That's the next sword. Hell yeah, get them swords. I also want to get Rose's scabbard from Steven Universe, but that's that's a whole other venture in and of itself. So that's not going to happen for a while. I don't think of any anime swords I want. I feel like Sas- Sasuke's was... sword would be cool to have too, but Sasuke's it's not. Sasuke's sword would be cool, list. but like it's not. The thing about a lot of the swords when I like, they just have swords. It's whereas just like a I sword. Feel, yeah, I feel like like a lot of animes have like cool looking swords, whereas like Sasuke just has a sword. Trunks just has a sword. There's nothing special about the swords. They you can go swords. after the Master Sword from Zelda. That's a good one. It's a real basic bitch one to start with, but let me see if I can get Meliodas' sword. Send it to you real quick. There's the obvious guilty pleasure in me that definitely kind of wants the Kirito swords. I would just put that out there in the world and let people shame me. Yeah, yeah, that's on my list as well. Don't don't worry. <laughs> good, good. Not at the top of my list, but they do look really fucking cool. Sword Art Online is in the same genre as High School Musical, the musical, the series, where it's a guilty pleasure, where I feel weird about liking it, and I feel like I will be embarrassed if other people see it and know that I like it, but I do like it. Would you like... <laughs> Uh, would you like me to send the picture to Detour Ahead or DMs? Which one is easier? Send it to Detour Ahead Podcast because I have that in front of me. This is Meliodas' sword. Oh, that's so sick. Right? It's super that's cool. so fucking cool. You can see why that's at the top of my list and that's why it's next, right? Yes, I can see now. So that's the next one that's that I'm gonna get. I do want Rose's scabbard from Steven Universe, but I n- need to find someone to make it. So this buying swords is like a once every blue moon guilty pleasure I have. I'm never gonna do anything with them. I would like to hang them up in the new apartment, but as of right now, they just kind of hang out. Waiting for the day that you become the ultimate swordswoman. Waiting for the day someone comes in my house, comes in my house, and tries to fuck around and find out. Little day they know that you've angered a Republican trans woman who has many swords. You've angered a Republican trans woman who really likes shonen anime. You don't know what you've done. <laughs> Come on with your hands up! I got swords, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I have so I have fucking swords in my mouth. Wait, no, you don't watch One Piece. Uh, I I I got a sword. I know Zoro. <laughs> okay, I know who Zoro is. Good, good. I don't watch One Piece, but I know Zoro. Everybody knows Zoro. I need to get back to One Piece. I was reading One Piece. I'm I'm only like 150 chapters in out of I think like 1,200 and counting. Three years ago on a live stream, Monkey Jones said he would do a podcast episode with me if I caught up to One Piece, and I'm sure he would not hold it up. But I kind of want to finish it just so I can bring it up and see what he says. My eyes just keep coming back to this sword. This sword is so fucking cool. 
Meliodas's? Yes. Dude, it's sick. I found this, like, back when Seven Deadly Sins was first taking off, and I never had the money to do it, so it might be the next pur- purchase I do. I I sign off on that. Honestly, birthday's coming up, so... Ooh. Birthday's coming up. My five-year anniversary of podcasting is coming up this year as well. Oh, shit, yeah. End of March, buddy. End of March is five years since the first debut on Pixels. God, that's that's wild. I believe it's going to be six years for you this year, right? Yeah, in February. That's coming up. God, that's insane. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I did get approved for an apartment. I move in uh, next week. So this comes out Wednesday, so I guess tomorrow, for those who are listening, I get I get handed the keys as long as I give people money. So that's that's a thing that's new. Uh, the show will not be interrupted due to a potential move, which is also very comforting to know. Good, good. I will do everything I can to make sure that this show is not interrupted. Me too. Even if I have to come back here on Friday night, sit for an hour or two, record, and then just say au revoir, and then just go back to my place. But it shouldn't be a problem. I think we'll be fine. So yeah, that's pretty much my week and a half summed up. Not really much else has been going on. Have I talked about my reading on this show yet? Reading? I don't remember at what stage I was with that last time you recorded. Reading. But I've been like doing words? Some reading. Yes. On paper. Reading with words on paper. Yes. Like somebody wrote something and you are well, some, actively Some of it was on an iPad, it. but it was originally on it was it's it, it sold in the form of paper that is bound into a book. It's just is also sold book. Is this uh Superkiller? No, Superkiller isn't out yet. It's not out yet. No, oh, you're still behind, so you don't know that it got delayed. Yeah, it's not out yet. Oh my god, are you gonna get it? <laughs> I didn't buy the Indiegogo, but like, I might buy it. He's gonna put it out for free online, so I probably will just read it for free online, to be honest. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. My yep. man raise, uh, raises almost 75k to make this comic, and then is gonna put it out for free. Well, yeah, but the physical copy is, like, cool. Okay. I'm sure we could do a review. No, people on the internet just, like, do that. Like, usually it's on the... The difference is usually the comic's, like, on the internet first, and they do a physical edition, but, like, it's not... It's not an unheard-of business model. It's just kind of weird to do do it at the same time. But there's value in the physical Yeah, when this comes out, you and I could probably do a review if you want to. Yeah, of course. We gotta do harsh criticism. <laughs> I'm like almost incapable of harsh criticism. It's so hard for me to not like something. That's what I've realized about myself. Well, I mean, I think you have some choice words regarding these past couple weeks. For Wait, harsh regarding harsh criticism of something that somebody else has done. Oh yeah, the fact that you haven't uploaded our show to YouTube in like two weeks. Yeah, I missed two episodes. (laughs) 
This has been podcast platform exclusive for <laughs> for two weeks now. Two weeks. I mean, you usually I just look at the I look at the views on the podcast platforms and they're very low, and I just like assume they're higher on YouTube. Um, and now I know that we haven't been on YouTube for two weeks, so I'm like, okay, so I know that only like two people have heard the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I've okay. I have a productive. I have to be productive tomorrow, so I'll get it done tomorrow. You know, I said that about today, and then I got distracted with Avatar: The Last Airbender. So that's fair. But anyway, what about you? How's your week and a half been? I, mean, I, kind of, I kind of sum mine up with the High School Musical, the musical, the series, to be honest. Oh, well, besides the reading, we got, we, I, I kind of lost that tangent there. Um, I, I've been reading books. Uh, I, re- I, I talked about this on the issue crew, uh, but I read, I, deci- I decided to finally get back on the horse. I had been reading shit for a while. Like, I've kind of been in my I'm going to read now arc. Because before, before I finished Men Are Better Than Women, I hadn't read a book since high school. It had been years. Yeah. Uh, and so you, uh, you sent me Men Are Better Than Women, and that inspired me to buy some books uh, that I bought on a thrift store virtual book website. Uh, and I have those. I actually, funnily enough, have not read any of those all the way through yet and i'll explain that in a moment uh but uh you bought me what not not what's your problem what's your problem we'll come into the story in a second you bought me men are better than women and that inspired me to buy the other books and i was like i'm gonna read because people in my life have been talking about reading and it seems like a lot of people have been fulfilled by reading so i'm gonna read now is what i've decided um and then it took me like months to finish men are better than women because I just did not have the attention span to sit in front of it for long enough to make progress. That's um, me. I, I, I'm like a third of the way there. Oh yeah, you haven't even finished yet. Well, I'm a third of the way there, then back in September, I had to pack everything up, so it's been just packed up for the past four months. That's fair, but I finished that, um, and then uh, right before I finished that, when I was like just wrapping it up, uh, What's Your Problem by Johan Birch dropped. Uh, for those who don't know, our good buddy Jason, our former editor and frequent guest of the show, um, he wrote a book called What's Your Problem under the pen name Johan Birch, and you can buy it on Amazon today. Uh, but I bought that book when it came out to support my good friend. Um, I bought the physical edition, and I started reading it, but I was being very slow about it. I had I, w- I would put it down for weeks at a time and only read it for brief periods. Um, and the last time I read it, I even like Jason had to basically like fr- he he had to force me. He had to put me at gunpoint. Basically, um, we were talking, and I was on my trip to Massachusetts at the time. Um, and I was just laying in like my aunt's like guest room, just like not really having anything to do. I think I was at at the house alone. Uh, and hold on, reloading. Brain, brain's getting back in there. Uh, and he was like, "You should read What's Your Problem." And I was like, "I didn't bring it because I didn't bring it with me." And he was like, "I'm gonna. What if I sent you the ebook version right now so you could read it on your iPad?" And then he did do that. And then I read. Uh, me and him actually read a chapter out loud. 
<laughs> just did a voice call like we were doing like a fucking reading in class. It was a, it was a fun it was a funny a fun, rousing good time. Um and then that was the last time I read What's Your Problem by Johann Birch for probably months. I was really bad about it. I was procrastinating. Then one one faithful evening, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And then I opened up What's Your Problem by Johann Birch and I read the whole fucking rest of the thing that night. I had only read like a quarter of it up till that point, and I read the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and it was it was very good. And my I've always had this kind of love for reading that will like only come out under the right circumstances. Where if I read something and it doesn't grip me, it's literally like the hardest thing to do. Like even if I'm enjoying it to some degree, if it doesn't like grab me the right way, it's like kind of cumbersome. Um, but when I get into something, like I'll fucking I'll zoot through it. Um and I I zooted through what's your problem. Very good book. Would highly recommend. Uh everybody everybody keep track of Johan Birch. I believe I believe Johan Birch has something coming in the pipe at some point soon. Um, I don't know how soon, but I know he's working on it. Johan Birch the, the the cake's in the oven, it's bacon. Uh but yeah, so I finished that book. And I decided I wanted to read more. And because I'm weird, instead of uh, instead of reading one of the books I uh, bought, I decided to steal a book from the internet. <laughs> and I read, um, I read uh, "Permanently Suspended," um, which is the autobiography of Anthony Cumia, because I had heard that it exists, and I I had kind of a weird radio thing where I was thinking about going into radio, and I was kind of interested in his his life and career as a radio host because he did a very successful radio show and made a lot of money for 20 years so i read his autobiography and i finished that in like a week because i was just like in reading turbo mode um and then i started uh post office which is one of the books i bought it is by uh charles bukowski which is a was an author that jason really likes he i think i think he cites charles bukowski as probably his main inspiration as an author um, and I bought this book at his recommendation. Uh, it's been very good so far. Uh, that one okay. I'm like 80 pages into. I've had it, I put it down for a couple of days. I really need to make a point of picking it back up to try to keep the momentum going. Um, but it's been, it's been really good so far. I'm in, a, I'm on a reading kick. I'm reading. That's good. I'm proud of you. When was the last time you read a book? Besides a third of Men Are Better Than Women six months ago. Yeah, when was the last time you finished a book, I mean? High school. Oh, shit, really? Uh, yeah, it's been probably ten years. Yeah, it's been about ten years since I've finished an actual book. Um, I did get the entire collection, the entire Shadow Shadow Hunters collection, though, for Christmas. Ooh. Uh, well, I don't the actual novels, there's, like, side story books that aren't, like, like, there's three groups. There's the prequel, the regular, and the sequel. And those are actual box sets. And then there's, like, oh, well, this person's doing this. Let's write a story about what they were doing during during the main events of this. Sign like, side books. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what they are. They're individual novels, not part of a set. But I do plan on reading that 
because uh, like I also do kind of like I want to go back through and see if I can complete my Percy Jackson collection because like Percy Jackson was such a good series to read I would love to get back into reading I just don't have the attention span to do so yeah attention span is the plight but I've been I've been breaking through it lately I'm proud of you. All right, Alex. Are you ready? Are we just going to jump right into it? I mean, do you you have any other proceedings? Not really. I mean, we were talking about books. Oh, do you have any other to say about... You said you haven't read one since high school. Do you have more to say about books? I mean, I used to be really big into books because I wasn't super big into video games. Oh, shit. What were some of your favorite books? Percy Jackson series, anything by Rick Riordan. Uh, I got really big into the Shadowhunters series. There's another... I got really deep into the teen fiction, like werewolves, vampires, angels, demons shit. Oh my god, okay. Fuck you. Fuck you, that (laughs) shit is good. I didn't read Twilight, though. Okay, well, at least you have that going for you. At least give me that. I think my closest contact to that world was, like, I was into My Babysitter's a Vampire on Disney Channel. It's the closest I ever got to, like, the, like, vampire, the, like, vampire teen trend. Like, I never watched Twilight, or never watched or read Twilight. I I didn't watch or read Twilight at all. It didn't interest me. And I, I never consumed, like, any of the media in that genre, except for My Babysitter's a Vampire, which was a top tier Disney Channel show that ended on a cliffhanger. TV's greatest tragedy that happens so often. Very unfortunate. But yeah, I do. I I hope the isolation of a new apartment will convince me to stop fucking around and read a fucking book. That'd be nice. That's the serenity and peace of going solo. Cracking open a nice book. And just sit there. Just in silence, nobody to bother me. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know where I live for a while. Nothing. Get in the zone. I'm going off the grid, Riley. The Nobody's grid. gonna know. Penguin's Penguin doesn't have the new address. You're gonna no, disappear nobody. again, and then I'm gonna get a DM from you in six months that says I read one thousand books. <laughs> I'm gonna start a reading list. <laughs> You're just, I'm going to disappear and then randomly you're going to check the YouTube and it's going to say Colo Chu's book channel. <laughs> and it's going to have daily uploads because I'm reading a book a day and you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> just me in a log cabin. And she's like, oh, we're get, doing, doing a book show. Let me in there. And then I'd, I'd, I'd force myself to read books with you. You'd you'd have a parasocial relationship at that point. Well, I would I would try to force it into a social relationship. Is what I'm saying. I, I would try to get in on your book review operation. I would like to do a book review at some point. Those were kind of cool to do. Read the book and then talk about it. I'm down for it. I kind of want to do one for what's your problem. I kind of want to get a group together. I'm gonna have to read it first. Yeah, you gotta you gotta read what's your problem by Johan Birch, Alex. I still feel like Jason's messing with, me, but like he, he's it's real. 
every I don't understand why I'm so skeptical about this. Alex, I've seen his like author preview copy. I don't know. I've seen the like files from when he wrote it. <laughs> it's real. It's it's the constant defending by anybody I tell. Whenever I say, I don't know if Jason actually wrote this, and it's the immediate jump to his defense that puts me on edge, like, hmm, I don't know about this one. But then the logic sets in, I'm like... It, fr- it frustrates me so much. This is every, like, everybody, sur- everybody around me is in on the joke except me. It frustrates me so genuinely that, like, this is Jason's, like, magnum opus, the biggest thing he's ever done, his, like, pride and joy project, and you're like... Meh, I don't know. <laughs> it's Jason, though. It's a very Jason-esque thing to go and randomly promote somebody else's book. It sounds... Tell, tell me that's not something Jason would do. You know, Alex, you're right. You caught, you caught me. Jason didn't write What's Your Problem. Well, no, I... Jason didn't I write believe he problem. wrote it. I just think that everybody's fucking with me because I'm very cynical with your friend group. But the was, logical uh, part of me is saying that there's no way that everybody is in on the joke except me. No, it actually is. Uh, Random Candor wrote the book. Okay, we, Jason we, wrote we, the we book. Start, we, started a, we started a joke about how Jason wrote the book, and it kind of just became canon. Uh, but Random Candor actually wrote the book. I that I I believe that even less. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the current that's the current if we claim. Do a book review, I will I'll I'll get the book. Buy me the book and I'll read it. I'm not gonna buy you the fucking book. I'll just review it with Andrew. You fucker. Spend your own money. Fucking lame. <laughs> we'll anyway, big, big guy, little guy, do books, guys. Great show name, everybody. Hope you liked it. I would like to do a book review or go do some movie reviews or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Expand the brand. Always down to reviews. But and yeah, stuff. that's about that's about it for books. That's all I've got. I haven't read books in a while. Honestly, the first book that I picked up to actually read was Dick Masterson's book, Men Are Better Than Women. So that's really the first book I picked up in a long time. Yeah, same. I didn't, I didn't even fucking finish that one. So, yeah, I was really bad about reading books, even in school. Like when a book gripped me, I would like rip through it. But if it didn't, it would just be like I wouldn't do it. Um, like there were a bunch of uh, like big grade book reports in high school that I just didn't do <laughs> at all. <laughs> Did not even submit anything. Yeah, that makes sense, though. <laughs> you didn't really do a lot in high school, so it's understandable. That cuts deeper than you know, Alex. I've been very introspective about my past regrets lately. That's in my character arc. I'm going through a anime protagonist character arc right now. Where I think about how terrible I've fucked up. Is your cat okay, by the way? Oh, can you hear her in the mic? I've heard her for the past, like, maybe 15 minutes, but you were telling a story, so I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't, if you, I knew you had heard her, I would have done something about it. you got to tell me these things. Nah, I didn't want to interrupt you. You're going through a canon event. I can't inter- interrupt that. <laughs> canon event. 
I was hoping noise cancellation was getting her, and it didn't seem like it was lighting up when she... Oh, I think it's, like, when I'm talking. Did you get that one? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Just go grab a Q-tip or some shit. I don't know. Oh, gross. <laughs> See, people who listen to the show have don't don't get half the references I make, and I wish they would. Yeah, if you listen to this show, uh, the Dick Show and Biggest Problem in the Universe are basically like required homework at this point. It's <laughs> not required homework. Don't don't think you have to go listen to that in order to understand shit. Listen to our show. It's a fun show. Good show. Good show. Anyway, did you have a topic in mind? We are about almost an hour in. Shit, are we? We're at 49 minutes. Do you want to, like, because I feel like I have a lot to say. Do we want to go long or do we want to, like... I don't have anything going on tomorrow. That's important. Okay. That's why I want to do Friday nights so I don't have to wake up. I don't set alarms for Saturday. I just wake up when... Whenever. Whenever my body goes, Ayo, bitch, get, get out of fucking bed. I'll go, oh, okay. In that case, let's sit down and, folks... The 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 introspection I've had going on. Uh one of the one of the central themes of it is thinking about um the shit that I did in my youth um that I did not put enough into. Um and I've been I've been reminiscing a lot on on some of the extracurricular activities I did during my time as a student. Um, and I figured that would be an interesting topic. Cause also I know that Alex was a big swim gal. She was doing some swimming. I've never really heard any any swimming stories. So I gotta I gotta hear I, about Alex. We were talking about we were talking about career. this a little bit or before the show. I'm pretty sure I've never said anything about swimming on this show at all. I don't even think I told you much about swimming outside of this show. Yeah, and uh, I feel like even I like. I've talked about how I was like a like a choir kid and like a theater kid, but I don't know if I've told many specific stories about that. Maybe one, maybe, but I know I never. I don't. I don't think I've ever said anything about swimming, and that's just in high school. So I, I want you to open up because I'm really I'm really curious because I, I I like forgot you swam for years, but that's how I've little you've swimming my whole life basically. <laughs> T- tell me your swimming origin story. What what made you? What did you? What happened that led you on your swimming path? Ooh, I. Which origin story do you want? Are there multiple? Kind of. Give them all to me. I want. I want to hear the whole history. I'll give you the. I'll okay. Let's put it this way. There's, I got into swimming regularly every summer origin story, and there's the birth of a swimmer origin story. Which one, which one would you like to hear? Wait, I'm sorry, birth of a swimmer origin story, what was the other option? How I got into actual competitive swimming. I feel like I really need to hear both of those stories, Alex. Those are both important to the narrative. Okay. So... If you didn't already know, I'm adopted from Russia, okay? So, at the orphanage, so I'm told, the orphanage had a pool, and they would have kids go in the pool. And I was, like, 
according to my parents, I was one of the only babies that absolutely loved going in the pool all the time. Aww. Like, a lot of babies don't like the pool, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't have interaction with kids. But, according to them, I, I always lit up every time we were, every time I was in the pool. So, I guess that's like, it's short, there's not really much there, but I guess that's your quote-unquote origin story. It's so adorable that it runs that deep. That you were, you were, you were the only little baby who wanted to go in the pool. Um, and then I think it was, I don't remember when I first started swimming, honestly, because I used to do Taekwondo for, since like third grade, third grade through, and then I got my black belt five years later in eighth grade, I think, or seventh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so that was during the school year, and mom said, "Mom said, you can't sit on your ass all summer. You need to go find some physical activity. I'm going to sign you up for a sport." And I'm like, "Why? Why not swimming? Swimming's cool." Because I was doing like swim lessons and stuff. So that I think the swim lessons eventually kind of merged into swim team. Mm. It's okay. hazy because. I I've drank a lot of alcohol, so my memory's not yeah, too good no more. Fair enough. But um Yeah, so I started swimming when I was in either first or second grade. Did it every summer all the way through eventually. Um nothing like extraordinary ever really happened during that. It was more so just go hang out with friends there and stuff like that. I'd ride my bike to the pool and go swim with them. Uh, how in-depth do you want me to go with swimming stories? I want to hear it all. I'm, I'm honestly, it's a, it's a part of your life I'm not super familiar with. So I want to hear, I want to hear all the stories. I want to hear about your, uh, okay. your experience. Here's one story. Uh, I used to swim for this, like, it's like the Y, but for rich people. Okay. It was called the Five Seasons. Like the hotel? Or four seasons. Whichever one the hotel's not. Okay. I think the hotel is four seasons. And I think, now that I think about it. So the thing then it was you, you five seasons. Five yeah. seasons. Okay. Anyway, that's what they were called. Uh, I think we were the alligators or the crocodiles or something like that. I don't remember. But I will always go fuck around. I never really took it seriously. So I'm with a group of friends and we're fucking around out bet like out back behind the pool, jumping fences and shit, while my swimsuit gets caught on the fucking fence, and it completely rips open to where my ass is out, right? So that happens, and I'm like, fuck. So my mom used to do like the little timers at the end, like, you dive in, they start the timer and stuff like that. Not everything was automated back then, so they had hand timers. So my mom used to do that, so I went up to her, and I'm like, Mom, Mom, and she's like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I go. And then I just yell, I'm like, Mom! And she looks over, and I'm like, I ripped my pants, and she's like, What? And I turn <laughs> around, show her, and she's like, 
she had this look on her face like jesus fucking christ this child (laughs) so she quickly she says stay right there she quickly finds somebody else says and has them take over timing for her and then we go on this like escapade to try and find some swim trunks before my next event which is which was in like 15 or 20 minutes and that's that's where it ends but i that was third or fourth grade maybe third grade still haven't lived it down still yeah i'm 20 i'm almost 26 my mom still occasionally brings it up that's pretty great uh let's see moving on from there from the five season swim team uh i believe i went to a swim team call or like a swim club team called uh mills creek now i did mills creek for like two years and then on the third year um i think i was busy no okay yeah 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 so I was in the older group. This is like, uh, I did Mills Creek for a while. It was just show up, do the swim meets, blah, blah, blah. And then like come high school, like eighth grade high school era. I did coaching for them. Not like head coach, but like teach the younger kids how to swim. Like hands on in the water. These kids are going to drown without me kind of thing. Yeah. So that was really cool. That got me like really good experience and kind of helped me a little bit because I had, if I didn't know what I was doing, I could help them. Like helping someone who doesn't know what they're doing helps you have a better understanding of what you're doing wrong. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. That's like the best way I can explain it. So I did that for like a year or two. And that was pretty cool. It was always fun to help the kids out and stuff. But uh, I'll move on to... I know I'm going pretty fast. There's not really many... Uh, sto- I guess stories. Were there any... Were there any meaningful... Was, was, there, was there any sense of camaraderie in your swim teams? Were any meaningful relationships made on the swimming field? During swimming, yes. Outside of swimming, not really. Nothing is carried over... To present day, let's just oh, so, put it that so, way. So there was there was a kinship between the team, but it didn't it didn't you didn't keep in touch. I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, I was also a very antisocial kid, so it didn't really help much. Yeah, like fair. when I'm in a group with friends and stuff, and like people who are there because they have to be or whatever. Like I would hang out with people. I had fun with people, but like once swim practice was done, we say bye and go our separate ways, and we don't talk until the next swim practice, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. One of those situational friendships sort of thing. Anyway, we move on to high school. Now, my high school offered, if you do two seasons of a sport, you got out of doing physical education for for your whole four years. Yeah. Like, it counted toward your PE credit if you did two seasons of a sport. When I found that out, I'm like, fuck it, I'll join the swim team. Why not? That's where I meet Eric, my head coach. I've known Eric ever since 2012. 
So going on almost what twelve years now? Yep. Uh I'd stay in contact a little bit here and there. But uh Yeah. Meanest fucking dude I have ever met. Harshest motherfucker ever. I've got over the four years of high school, I got two high fives. That's it. That is the most encouragement I ever got was like a way to go, good job, and two high fives, and that's it throughout the four years. Wow. Now, freshman year, I'm brand new group of people, so I'm shy. I don't know. I don't really talk to people. By the end of the year, I warm up. We're hanging out during like free periods and stuff, and I found a group of friends for high school, and it was great. Uh, and then nothing really happened freshman year. Sophomore year, however, same thing. Nothing really super exciting happened. I'm still kind of learning how to swim, but I'm reali- I'm slowly realizing now that I have no idea how to do the breaststroke because there's freestyle, which is front stroke, backstroke, butterfly, which is both arms, and then the frog one, which is breaststroke. Just in case you didn't know. Yeah, I'm not uh, so familiar with no swimming formation. I breaststroke at all. So it's really struggling every time everybody knows how to do it because these, these guys have been doing uh, like real competitive, not fun summer competitive. So I'm realizing I'm a little out of my league, but I'm still trying my best and everything like that. And then the end of the, the end of the season comes up and I'm going to uh, JV champs, which, which if you're not going to sectionals, you go to JV champs. That's how it works. Well, because that's the last thing of the year, you're trying to go as fast as possible. So, sophomore year, my second year, I am told, because I didn't do it freshman year, because I kind of pussed out, to shave head to toe for the first time ever. It took two hours to shave head to toe and do a one, like, I want to say a one or two guard on the top of my head and basically shave my head at that point. Not bald, but like put a guard on, but real low. I will say one of the best feelings in the world is shaving your whole body. And then that first dive right into the water, you just fucking slip right through. It's so good. It's such an amazing feeling. It's just that first dive right into the water after shaving everything down. It's just so fucking baby smooth. It, it's it's honestly a great feeling. That sounds that's not like I'm thinking about that. and I'm trying to imagine that sensation, and that definitely sounds like an interesting feeling. It the first time it ever happened. Well, every time it's great. Like every time you die, that first dive in is like wow, that was smooth as fuck. You ever watch the divers uh, during? Oh, what is it? During the Olympics? I've never watched the Olympics. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't give a shit about sports at all. Anyway. Um, oh, shit. I forgot about a story from freshman year JV champs. Ooh, okay. Let's hear it. JV champs? No, 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 no. It was, we were facing our rivals that year. And okay. we had this dude, Brett, on the team. All right? 
absolutely fucking terrible. Terrible swimmer. One of the worst I've ever seen. All right. I empathize with Brett immediately. Brett is the main character now. I'm rooting for him. We also had we also had a diver on the team who was, I believe, a sophomore at the time, a year older than me. This is my freshman year, by the way. We had a diver on our team. Uh, let's call him Butters. That was his nickname. At the end of the meet, at the end of the swim meet, we we uh won. We won, which means the previous year when I was in eighth grade, our two rival teams, we beat, we won again. So now we're on our second win in a row. So we're kind of, so the team is riding a little bit of a high at this point. So we're like, okay, so we're, we want to fuck around a little bit, right? It's the end of the meet. We had just won. We've earned a little bit of fuck around time. So we decide as a group that it would be funny for the worst swimmer on the team, Brett, to to swim against our diver Butters, who has never swam in his life outside of swimming to the wall. Eh. Who do you think won? Was it the diver? The fucking diver beat him! (laughs) That's so funny. So, that was great. They tried to do it to me the next year, but, I mean, he... Butters didn't know how to swim much. So everybody said it was close. It was not close. So th- that doesn't matter. On to junior year. Um, did you want specific swimming stories or do you want the camaraderie stories outside of swimming? I'll take some I'll take some camaraderie stories. Uh okay. My sophomore year, we decided to do freshman hazing before it was not it was no longer allowed it was like the very last year where if you did it you couldn't call it hazing but it definitely was so we had a uh we were every year we would do a swim sleepover where all the swimmers went to one specific person's house and we just had a big sleepover kind of like team building you know what i mean fun yeah they were great they were so much fun we did that every year but my sophomore year was the best one, specifically because we decided, the higher-ups, the juniors and seniors, decided to, in the middle of the night, bag up the fucking freshmen, throw them in the trunks of the car, and drop them off four miles away and just leave them there. That's awful. <laughs> That's so awful. This is in the age of iPhones, so, like... This was 2014. So most people had phones. You could look up where you were. They weren't that far away. But we only grabbed the ones that didn't know where they were. And we just left them there for like an hour. But we got a call from one of the other freshmen saying, Hey, they're bothering the Bob Evans for food at one in the morning, and it's right next to a bank, and they have pillowcases with them. Come get us. <laughs> oh, God. So they tried to get into the Bob Evans, which was closed. I think it was more like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I don't think it was super late. But they were trying to get the into the Bob Evans. Evans had just closed. Had just closed, probably, yeah. And then the bank person... Comes out and's like, hey, what are you kids doing? They're like, we just want food. They're like, 
you guys gotta go. We're closed. We don't want you hanging around the bank. And, there, and then that's when we got the call. Because, you know, you don't want a bunch of kids with pillowcases hanging around your bank when you're trying to close up. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So that was great. That was a good ex- that was that was kind of funny. Anyway, uh, on to my junior year, I guess. Uh, junior year. I'm one of the high, I'm one of the older kids now. We got a bunch of freshmen coming in, blah, blah, blah. And this year I'm like. All right, let's kick it into gear a little bit. Let's try and get a little faster. Nothing really like super interesting happened this year. I still went to JV champs, but specifically junior year was uh my high school specifically keeps track of the GPAs of each sports team. So like the cumulative GPA of the swimmers, of the football players, of the hockey players, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this was the first ever year that I think we got silver, which is like above a 3.5 average, like cumulative, like average cumulative amongst all of the swimmers on the team. So because it was the first ever year that we did it, our, our coach decided to give everybody a varsity letter, which is the first one I ever got. Now, I didn't earn that. My GPA was like maybe a, 2.9 3.0 at best so i feel like i felt i felt like i dropped that average down a little bit on top of that the rule for getting a varsity letter for swimming was you had to go to sectionals if you go to sectionals you get a varsity letter that's how it worked okay now so some people in the audience who might not know even though i obviously know like fucking varsity letter of course i know what that is what is that for people who don't know uh, it's most sports teams in high school and I think college, maybe I'm not sure about college. Uh, you have junior varsity, which is JV and varsity varsity is the, are the good, are the good ones. JV are usually the freshmen and sophomores, but you did so JV like your whole career pretty much for the first three years. Yeah. Okay. But because of our cumulative GPA as a team, everybody got a varsity letter there that year, my junior year. That frustrated okay. the hell out of me because I didn't feel like I earned it because I didn't okay. go to the sectionals. So senior year rolls around and I go up to my coach at the beginning of the team at the beginning of the year. We had just lost one of our best, one of our best swimmers for butterfly which meant there was, I guess you could say, a spot open, quote-unquote. So I'm like, you know what? So I go up to him at the beginning of the year, and I say, put me in, I want to go to... Huh? <laughs> I said, put me in, coach. <laughs> put me in, coach. I'm like, I want to go to sectionals this year. And he looks at me and goes, is that really what you want? And I said, I, that is my goal for the end of the year. I want to make it to sectionals. And he goes, okay. What what are you going to do to get there? I go, I want to do butterfly. And he looks at me like I'm crazy and says, "Are you are you sure?" I go I go, "Sir, yes I am." I go, "Eric, I got I I even have a plan ready for you." And he goes, "Okay." 
Now I've mm. kind of fucked up in the past few years, never really put too much effort. So it's very, uh, it's very weird for me to go up to him my senior year and say, all right, I'm ready to try now. So I tell him, I'm like, I'm not going to make you do anything different from me. I'm going to follow everything that you do and everything that you say. However, anytime you put breaststroke in your sets that you make, I'm going to switch that with butterfly. And he looks at me and says, are you fucking insane? And I go, probably, but I want, I want to go to sectionals this year. This is my last year. I want to make a name for myself. I want to, I want to earn it. And he goes, I make breaststroke set because they are supposed to be slow and easy. You cannot switch that for the hard, high intensity set. Switch the high intensity b- butterfly. And I go, I'm going to do it to my, to the best of my ability. I, I do as I do what I say. I go through with it and I hit sectionals my senior year. I hey. was 0.05 away from going to districts. Ah, shit. 0.05 away. I was pissed. But the best feeling is my senior year was getting up on that starting block, getting ready to dive in, and hearing my dad yell my name as loud as possible. And I turn around and I see my mom, dad, my sisters, and a couple aunts and uncles all supporting me for the first time. Wow, my mom and dad would great. go to the meets, but I was very surprised to see like extended family up there supporting me at sectionals that year, and it was very heartwarming. I believe my dad still has the video of me doing it too. So, senior year was great. It was a really fun year. Not really much else happened outside of that. I guess that's really a wrap up of my whole swimming career. I do have the times still written down as well, if you care to know. But at what times? What do you mean? The times for each of the events that I swam. Oh, you're t- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's in Google Drive. Oh, do 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 do. Swimming times. So, do you know what a fifty-yard freestyle is? Oh, do you know what fifty no. yards is in the pool? No. It's down and back. So going from one side of the pool to the other is 25. Okay. So a 50-yard freestyle would be going to the other side of the pool and then coming back. Okay? And then a 100-yard freestyle would be going down and back twice. So four laps. Okay? Got it. So the biggest thing... A big accomplishment for swimmers, especially when they're just starting off, is to break a minute in the 100-yard freestyle. So going down, back, down, back. Four laps. I don't have the date, the dates that I broke them. These are just the fastest times I've gotten. But So for the 50-yard freestyle, I have a 26.2, which I believe like the Olympians do it in like 18 to 20 range. I could be wrong, but 18 to 20 sounds about right. Uh, The 50-yard butterfly is 27.2. And then the biggest accomplishment... Well, not outside of uh, sectionals. The biggest accomplishment in terms of times was when I broke a minute in the 100-yard freestyle. So I'm sitting at 
59.89 in that. Holy shit. Which was crazy. I almost did it in the 100-yard butterfly. I have a 101.71, so I was like one almost 2 seconds off. And when I tell you it's really fucking hard to to uh to drop off 2 seconds in your off your stroke, it's all it's very hard to do. Uh the 100-yard backstroke, which I didn't do too often, but I usually just did freestyle and butterfly. But I did backstroke it a couple times throughout my career, so I have a 108.98, so based almost a 109. Mm. So a minute and nine seconds. Uh, and then another accomplishment that I unfortunately was not able to do. I don't think I had enough training or enough experience to do it. But So with the 100 yard freestyle, you break one minute, right? Well, yeah. there's the 200-yard freestyle, which is a mix between going as fast as possible and distance. Because you're doing eight laps, so you can't go all out as fast as possible, but you still have to swim really fast in order to get a good time, because it's you're not going for 20 minutes or anything like that. You can't pay, You have to get a really good fast pace, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I had a 213 in that one. So yeah, that's really my swimming career. Uh, Come college, I didn't really join the team. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to hang out for a bit. But I still kept up with swimming a little bit here and there. Like once a week, I'd go to go to the rec center and just swim back and forth and stuff like that. You spent some time as a lifeguard as well, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. I did lifeguarding from when I was 16 till I was 22. I want to say 21 or 22. So like six years. Well, that's to be a little less than that, because I think I knew you when you were a lifeguard around the end. So it couldn't be more than five. 16 to... No, 16 to 21. I was 16 when I started, so... Hmm, gotcha. I was a lifeguard up until Taylor broke up with me. Around That was like a few... That was like four or five months after knowing you guys. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was a lifeguard. That was a lot of fun, too. I met a, really, a lot of really nice people there. Uh, I worked for this one... I worked for this one rec center, mm-hmm. and... uh. Lo and behold, the way I got in was the head coach of my swim team in high school was also the director of the aquatics, the aquatic center for that rec center. So and then like three months in, I was like, hey, yo, I want to be a manager. And he's like, I bet. And I got to the manager position. Wow. Uh, Five, five years, six summers, I think. Maybe I'm not sure. Anyway, I never had to save anybody the entire time I was a lifeguard. Damn, not a single save. Never had to save a single soul. Nobody died under my watch either, by the way. I would like to point that out. It's not me being lazy. I just, I never had to save anybody. So I'm (laughs) one of the fortunate ones. You just 
just you just watch somebody drown. You didn't do anything. You're just like, eh. I'm kind of comfy right now. Like, uh, they'll probably be fine, right? He's coming back up. I would oh, say wait, no. I don't know. At the rec center that I was that I used to work at did bring me to the to this point here. Had I not gotten that, I wouldn't have found out about podcasts. So, wow, what a, what an origin story! It's like a podcasting origin story, but very convoluted. <laughs> See, I swam for a really long time, and then one event that had vaguely to do with that resulted in my career as a broadcaster. But yeah, that's pretty much my whole swimming career, with some of my best times and stuff. I'm sure I've drank a lot, so memory memory no work good, but you know, I'm yeah, sure there's memory, things that I'm missing. a lot better but... than mine. You went way more in depth than I'm going to be able to go. Well, I did take up almost 40 minutes of that, so that whole story took took about 30, almost 30 minutes. Beautiful. Did you do any other, was it just swimming for you? Did you do any other, like, clubs or activities or anything? Uh, I used to be in the chess club uh, back in grade school. There was also a Spanish club, but I only did that because they brought food. So. That that was really it. Uh, I was a chess club champion. I do have. I may or may not have the little uh, certificate to prove that I was the winner of the tournament the one year. But let's see. Um, in terms of other extracurriculars, back in grade school, I did this thing called the. Uh, it's like a science fair, kind of. But like, you don't bring something in. You do like science. Oh, what was it called? The Science Olympiad or something like that, where you go and you do like science competitions and shit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the one the only thing I remember from that was they set up a bunch of mirrors in a box and you had a laser and whoever could figure out without turning the laser on, whoever could hit, get it to hit the target the fastest by moving the different mirrors and the laser to like work with like laser angles and mirrors and shit that was pretty cool that's really the only thing i remember from that though but it was like an all-day event it was kind of cool yeah it's really cool uh there was that um i think i did like a lego competition when i was younger as well at some point in time which was kind of cool i didn't really get anywhere but it was still a cool experience that's really all i remember um, I do remember my sister, Olivia, brought Duplos, the big fucking child at Lego things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did that, and she's like three years younger than me at the time. And she, she says she builds like a castle or something. But in her, in her mind, it's a castle. In my mind, in my logical brain, I'm like, that looks like shit. That looks like garbage. What yeah, are you that's doing? Nothing. What the fucking little bitch? What do you? What do you Stupid do? Fucking bitch got a goddamn <laughs> award. Get anything? Oh my god! No. She even bring Legos to a Lego competition. She brought fucking Duplos. Fucking asshole. Well, they executed you on site if you did that. That's what I thought too. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to think of any other extracurriculars I did. 
I guess outside of school, I did Taekwondo. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I started in like third or fourth, third grade, and did did it every year until I got my black belt. So how long was I that? Up. How many years did you do it? Uh, it took five years. So I do. I am now the owner of a black belt. I'm a black belt in Taekwondo, which is pretty cool to say. That is pretty fucking sick. I even have like you know the belts. They're like woven belts and everything. Yeah, I have one that has my name, my my name on it. Like I have the black belt. It's in the shadow box, and it has my name embroidered on it. And it's it's cool to look at. That is cool. So let's see what else. I don't think there was anything else. I don't know. You you go ahead. How about you? I'm I'm gonna try and think of something else. Uh, well, I. It seems like you did like a lot of shit. Um, I you mentioned choir, right? Yes, I'm gonna get into that. That was like my main thing. Um, was choir. Uh, I spent a lot less time like doing that kind of shit than a lot of other kids did. Um, I think I think part of that is part of the regret that kind of stirred up this reminiscing. Uh, but I did from a very young age, like performing on the stage was something that was uh, in on my radar. I believe the first time I went on stage, I was in preschool um, and that actually went horribly. Um, I did not, I, I, I fucked that up on purpose because I was, a f- I was a four year old and I was a bad kid. And I was, I, I realized that I had been given this like solo part in this little production they were doing so if I didn't play ball, I would ruin the whole thing, and that was funny to me. So I didn't play ball, and I ruined the whole thing. Because <laughs> I was four, and I was evil. <laughs> oh my god. How'd you I ruin was, it? I, uh, it was like a Christmas show, and I was Frosty the Snowman. And I went on stage, and I insisted that I was melting. And I would not do the lines and shit that I was actually supposed to do. <laughs> my god that was my first time on stage um and i had a fucking cough trying to tactically mute about it i just do it straight into the mic yeah just really really let it loose i think demi gloom like a br- fucking broke her mic once from coughing into it or like fucked fucked up its alignment for a bit because she just like coughed into it so hard on purpose as a band. Well, that's why we don't talk about free speech anymore. Oh, that's right. You, d- the... you destroyed your microphone with free speech. I do need a new microphone, though. I might get a new microphone once I get this. Ab- once everything is settled in the apartment, maybe. Yeah, this so... one's not broken yet, but I like to mess with it a lot. So I want to figure out, see if I can either break that habit or just go buy one that solves that problem. It's fair. Yeah, anyway, so I did, continue. I did that in preschool, so I I got in front of an a large audience at a young age and was not afraid to make a fool of myself. Apparently, uh, and I guess I I think the singing probably just came from church. My grandmother fucking dragged me to church my entire fucking childhood. Um, so. I think I just started like singing along with the songs because that was the only way it wasn't so boring. I wanted to fucking kill myself at the ripe age of seven 
Uh, so <laughs> I, I got invested in singing along with the church songs. Um, so singing kind of became a passion of mine. Um, and then I believe it was third grade uh, when my elementary school started offering. I like we we always had like music class. It was like one of those like weird those weird like early elementary school electives that everybody took at the same time and like you would do them like on different days um like there was always a music class but then they had like the after school like choir that like was like serious um and I think that opened up in third grade and I think I did that all three of my remaining years of elementary school um I did I did choir um and I was I was doing stage shows or whatever I was doing back then. I, I don't actually remember if we did. We did a couple, I think. It was the middle school and high school ones where like I I more clearly remember like productions that I was a part of, but there were a couple in elementary school too. Um but yeah, I did that in elementary school. Um and that carried into middle school as well. I don't actually think I I didn't I don't remember. I didn't get to do it the first year. Or was it the first year I didn't get to do it? I don't think I did. Either way, there might have been a gap year, but it was either 6th or 7th grade when I started doing middle school choir. Um, and... No, because I only think I ever did two of the... of the big show. So I think I might... Uh, I don't think I did it in 6th grade, but 7th and 8th grade I did middle school choir. Um, and that was that was just like an elective class. Uh, that was like regular style because middle school has classes that work normally. Um, and I did that. We did the, the, we had our big winter showcase. That was like the thing that the choir like kind of built to. Like we, we did some other, like we did other shows like throughout the year. Um, because obviously the winter showcase only happens in the winter and there's like a whole year for the choir class to happen. Um, but I think like the, the big show every year was the winter showcase. Uh, and the winter showcase would like all the, all the, like all the performee electives would get together and do like one big show, um, from all the, I, I went to a school that also had like elementary and like they had, they had all of them. Uh, so like the, the winter showcase was like a big show where all the, all, all the all the kids from all the grades um and all the different like choir classes and theater classes or whatever throughout the schools would do some dumb little routine and <clears throat> I did that for choir uh for two years um and my my seventh grade year um I took a class called uh, musical theater one o one um which is uh, as as the name would imply, it is a introductory musical theater class. Um, the school I went to was had a, I believe, pretty serious theater program. Like I think, I think the the shows they were putting on were pretty well regarded. Um, and there was musical theater one hundred and one that kids would take. Most of that class was sixth graders. Uh, I think for some reason I only got one elective in sixth grade. I don't remember why that is. I don't know if that makes any sense, because it's not like I had to do course recovery, because it was sixth grade. Um, so I don't remember why that was, um, but I'm pretty sure I only had one elective, because I remember having art and hating that I had art and not having anything that didn't piss me off. So <laughs> sixth grade was a weird year. 
Uh, but what kind of art did you do? Like it was like a like like an art like painting and drawing and shit class. I was awful at it, <laughs> and I only See, did it in sixth grade. Do you do you mind if I interject real quick? Sure. So you were talking about electives. So I didn't do this outside of school. This was part of like the curriculum. You had to take an art credit. Yeah. So I chose pottery. Ooh, that's fun. I. The amount of time I spent there probably added up to about five semesters worth of school. I only took two semesters worth. Two semesters? No, I think I only did like two years of pottery or two semesters. I can't remember. It's a little fuzzy. But I spent all of my fucking time in the pottery room. The teacher, Miss King, she was great. I loved her so she was one of my favorite teachers. Um but yeah, I, I still have everything that I ever made in a box, uh, in storage actually. I might set it up as like a little little display of everything that I made at some point. I'm gonna find my magnum opus that I made in pottery, and I'm gonna i I'm gonna send it in the discord but uh continue yeah we gotta we gotta circle back to electives before we go here because i have a i have a whole separate thing that i don't want to forget before we Uh, go yeah before we go because i'm going to talk about my theater and choir stuff uh but i have a separate thing that has to do with an elective that i want to circle back to so remind me if you remember and i forget uh but so Seventh grade, I did musical theater 101, and the idea of that class was it was, you know, the basics of musical theater, and you would do that class, and that class had a very small role in the, in the play. There was one, there was one, like, ensemble song and dance number that was set aside to be done by the musical theater 101 class. Oh my god! Yeah, I made that. It's a picture of a red panda made all out of clay. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I love so, yeah, that for you. That's, that's in the thumbnail house. somewhere. Huh? That that's in the thumbnail somewhere. The people can look at look upon this on the thumbnail. <laughs> I made that from scratch with my own two hands. It's my magnum opus of art. Beautiful. Wonderful. I'm sorry to interject. I ha- I found it and I didn't want to lose it. No, that's great. Uh, but so and then you you would do that. You would do the little song and dance ensemble number in the play, um, and it was all leading up to the end of the year in musical theater 101, which would where they would help hold the auditions for the next year's play, uh, and that the musical theater 101 class would audition as well as the musical theater seventh graders, you know, um, and. Uh, so yeah, so I took Music Theater 101. I really enjoyed that class. I did I did the dance number for the school's uh, production of Fame. Um, and I don't I I remember it going not the best for me. Um, like I don't think it was all I don't think it was a train wreck. Like I I did the thing and I did it right and I did it confident. Like n- nothing sidetracked. Like not nothing halted the production. Uh, but I think I kind of did the dance poorly and not very, uh, uh, I was really bad at keeping the choreography up, but I think uh, I did fine. It was passable. Um, I did that show 
um, there, there was a funny, there's a funny story from behind the scenes of that show where uh, uh, there was a girl who was like, she was like big in the show. I don't remember who she played because um, I don't remember the plot of Fame or any of the characters in Fame. Uh, but she played, <laughs> she played a pretty big character, um, and she she like knew me. It, it was this weird thing where like she knew me, but like I didn't really know her. Or at least I didn't remember knowing her. Like, I think her mom knew my mom. And through that, we had some sort of... She had some sort of familiarity with me that I didn't understand because I didn't remember her. But she 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 wanted me to hug her after the show, and I did. Um, but I, I was ambushed with this hug, and I was holding a phone charger, and the phone charger got caught in her hair, and it was really funny. <laughs> That's adorable. But, uh, so yeah, the, the fame production was fun. Uh, the, we did a little routine, whatever. Um, and the unfortunate tragedy of my, like, theater kid career, this is what brought this on. I started writing a video script that I don't think I'll finish because I don't really have uh, a lot of anchoring points to hold it down. So I think I'm kind of just, I'm repurposing it into this podcast, basically. Um, but I started writing a script called I Wish I Was a Theater Kid. Um, that I kind of put some of these thoughts into. Um, but uh, the unfortunate thing about my theater career and why it didn't really go anywhere is I only ever got to do one real audition when I think back about it. Um, and it was this audition. At the end of Musical Theater 101, at the end of the year, uh, we were uh, auditioning for the next year's play, which was Aladdin. And I think I shot a little too high because I auditioned for Aladdin. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> I was a little too confident in my abilities. <laughs> and it didn't it didn't really work out. I was almost a theater kid, by the way. You were almost a theater kid? What what held you back? Swimming. Ah, gotcha. So the spring the winter and spring musicals, or I guess fall and spring maybe, lined up perfectly with the start and finish of of uh swim season to where I would miss practice for any sort of like rehearsals or anything like that or practicing for theater so I chose swimming over theater and I I was not going to be like on stage I was going to be part of uh I was going to be a crew member ah okay cuz I thought it would be cool and like I really feel like that moment in life where it was like, go do this or go do swimming. Really, like, different timelines, basically. Like, that was the start of a, of a new timeline right there. Is that decision to stay on swimming. Because I would be, I guarantee you, I'd be a completely different person if I went and did theater instead of doing swimming. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those decisions where you look back and go, that was a decision that changed my life. At the time, it didn't think you didn't think it was that big of a deal, but you look at things. Well, I did swimming for this, 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 and it led to me doing this. Well, if I'd never did swimming, I wouldn't have led to this and this and this and this. It's crazy to think about, but yeah, I almost, I almost, I wish I would have some days, but yeah. So, uh, just to just to circle back to the story. Uh, I kind of, I think about it, I try to piece it together. It's probably just coping. 
Like, I probably just wasn't good, and that's why I didn't get any part in the show. Um, but, like, trying to piece together an understanding from what I've come to understand about theater casting um, and what I understood about the circumstances of that audition um, is... Because, like, there's, like, the ensemble, which I didn't even get that. Um, and I wonder, I wonder why that is, because I don't think I did terribly. Um, I, I think maybe doing, doing, doing an Aladdin song was a bad idea. The thing is, like, I feel like I should have done, my original gut instinct was to do Friend Like Me for the audition and to do, to do Genie. Um, which the Genie, the kid that got Genie was fucking perfect. There's no way I would have gotten casted over him. So that's not what I'm saying. But I feel like, I feel like Genie is kind of like the wacky fat kid role. Um, and the energy of friend like me is kind of like tailored to that sort of archetype. So yeah. I think maybe if I had done friend like me, I would have gotten an ensemble spot. That makes sense though. I could see you as doing a good genie. Yeah. The, the, the kid they got was fucking amazing, but I think I, I think I could have sold a genie audition well enough to land a small part in the show when I did, I did whole new world, I think. And I, uh, did not get a part in the show at all. <laughs> yeah, that was the one real audition I got to do um, because the the thing that really ruined. I think maybe I would have. Maybe if this didn't happen, I would have. I, I would have a little bit more stories to tell today. Um, but uh, the school I was going to um, happened to have this stupid shit because when I started going to it, it only went up to middle school. Um, and as I was in middle school, they were introducing high school. So when I started going to high school, I went to high school there, and they had only had the high school for, like, three years. I mean, it, the, the, there was not a separate high school, by the way. We were in the same building as the middle schoolers. That, that was the cool... That was the one cool thing, is I never, I never once in high school had to be the bottom of the totem pole, because when I was a freshman, I was amongst sixth graders. So I got, and, and the highest grade that was around was 10th. So I got to feel like a big dog when I was a freshman. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so, uh, but I, I started doing high school and because it was so, the high school part was so small and was so new, they didn't have choir or theater yet. Or no, they did have theater. Let me, let me rephrase. They did have theater, uh, but. I did not get into theater because that's you. You got into the musical theater class by getting a part in the play. There was nobody in the musical theater class beyond musical theater one on one if they didn't get a part in the play. So I I didn't get a part in the play. I didn't do musical theater eighth grade. Um, so I was not doing musical theater going into high school. Um, and they did not have choir. So all the all the performance I was doing all the time was just like completely dashed for two years straight. Uh, and that sucked. I feel like I could. I, I feel like that was that was prime progress time in my life, or at least it should have been. Um, and instead, I just didn't have any opportunities, so it was kind of lame. Uh, and then I started going to public high school after sophomore year, um, and they finally did have options. So junior year, I got to finally, I finally got to get back into performance mode, and I got two electives that stayed in that bubble oh wait missed one 
back it up, <laughs> reverse for a second. I did do an acting class in that school, in high school. My bad. In, uh, in sophomore year, they offered an acting class, and I took that. I think it was sophomore. I believe it was sophomore. Um, and that class was interesting. Um, I think I, I kind of learned that it evolved um, some, some more basic acting skills, because Musical Theater 101... Um, I think it was more about the theater, uh, more about like the musical theater than the like deep acting theater. Uh, so I think I picked up, I picked up a lot from the acting class about like acting, uh, and I wrote a play in that class. Um, so that's cool. I believe I still have it somewhere. Um, I still, I, when I wrote it, I was really proud of it, but I looked back and I read it like a year or two ago, and it was horrific. I was appalled. <laughs> it was unbelievable amounts of cringe, just completely fucking terrible. I still, to this day, I shudder. I kind of want to share it, but I don't. First of all, I'm embarrassed about it, and second of all, I want, if I do, I want to do it in a big way. I want to. I want to like assign roles and do like a fucking dramatic reading. I feel like would be good. For what? It's just for for the play I wrote. You wrote, oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. Yeah. I've, pro- I've talked about it before. I've probably ran this idea by people plenty of times, but I just have not had the wherewithal to actually get people on board, assign roles, and make it happen. Uh, but yeah, I wrote a whole I mean, play. My acting, my voice acting is not great, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you could speak differently on it. Because what I hear coming out of my mouth is different than how it's presented. Yeah, that's true. I would definitely, you would definitely, I would have my eye on you. I, I don't know if I have enough friends. I don't remember how many characters there this were. This isn't me. Like, come on, put me, put me in your fucking play. Put me in your play. I'm just saying, no. my voice acting, I don't think is great. But you could probably say otherwise, just based off this podcast alone. Yeah, that's true. You do have a good voice. Um, you know, but- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you have a good voice, but like voice acting's about a little more than that. So I'd be I'd be interested to hear you try to do it. Uh but yeah, it's a, it's something I've thought about. Um it's really cringe. I think I tried to do like a it was like a a slasher film basically is what I wrote. Like it doesn't even make sense as a play. I don't think I think there are some things that wouldn't logistically work on a stage. Um, I wrote a slasher movie basically is what I wrote, uh, but it was for, it was a one act play for, for a project. Um, and it was really cringe in a not self-aware way. Like if I, th- I'm looking at the script and I'm like, if I had wrote that, I, I could have wrote this exact script today, but just like funnier. And it would be like an amazing, like meta ironic, like here's the most like terrible shit that happens in all the slasher movies. Uh, but I did that unironically because I was much, much younger. And this was not me being funny, ironically. This was me just being terrible at writing a thing. <laughs> uh, there's, also, there's also a romantic subplot uh, that makes me want to kill myself when I read it. Because uh, I don't even understand romance now. And I definitely didn't understand it back then. So the dialogue is fucking terrible. So, I mean, yeah, you could also do a little bit of field testing with people who know a little bit about script writing as well. That's true. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did it. I am proud that I wrote like a whole play. 
Go on it, the dick show. It's bad. <laughs> Go on the dick show. Call in. Be like, hey, I have a script I want to pitch to you. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> or just send it, just email it to Dick Masters and be like, all criticism will be reflected in a in a video, and I'm just gonna get mad about everything you say and not follow a single thing of it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna become the new Eric July. I'm gonna become the Eric July of fucking plays you wrote in high school. <laughs> but yeah, so that that class was fun. We didn't do any shows for that class, uh, but it was it was a good time. It was it got I got to stretch my my muscles a little bit. I got to do some fun performance activities in class. I was re- it was refreshing uh, not being able to do because choir was my main thing, and it sucked not being able to do that. Um, and it also sucked not being in like the play, uh, but at least I got to do something. So that was, that was good experience. And then I got in high school and finally choir was back. Um, I took another year. I decided to take another year of acting. Um, cause I, 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 I wanted to do plays and shit and I was in a new school now. So I had the opportunity, uh, to do, to do shit. Uh, so I, I I got an acting class again. I got a choir, um, and one thing I noticed uh, when uh, I I did some shows for junior choir, um, and I noticed going up on stage uh, when doing my junior choir stuff uh, that I had grown stage fright. Even though I had spent my entire childhood on the stage, the two years gap between when I was doing choir in eighth grade and when I didn't do anything for two years that required me to be on a stage, uh, stage fright grew inside of me. I, that is now a trait that I have. <laughs> Even though I was on the stage for so long, I just I, I, I took too long of a break, and then I went up on that stage, and I was like, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of fucking people, dude. <laughs> It was the most people I'd ever performed in front of, but like at the same time, I don't even really under, I don't even, I can't even imagine the difference in scope. Cause it's always, cause you're always just performing in front of a big audience, right? Like there's, a, there's one thing if you're performing in front of like a, a fucking football stadium, like you're going to notice that difference, but like f- 500 parents versus a thousand, you don't really notice that on stage. Yeah. Cause it's just like, oh, just, it's a, it's a big room full of people. See, I've never had the opportunity to go up on a stage. I did do karaoke, and I did tip up on this podcast in a previous episode. Uh, I want to say last summer, summer last yeah. year, I think. You you remember karaoke colo, but I, I do IRL karaoke. Um, it's terrifying, and this is a small little dive bar. Now I look like a woman up on stage. In a room full of blue collar workers and Trump signs everywhere. So that immediately put me on edge, but I did it. And there's talks of doing it again. It terrifies me, but you know, I think it's a good trait to have to be able to do, do and or perform in front of people like that. It's a really good trait to have. Karaoke would terrify me nowadays. I'd really have to practice what I knew I was going to go up there and do. Um, Because I think my current issue is, again, it's been so many years since I've done it, uh, anything real. Um, I've tried to, like, kind of practice just trying to keep it 
Um, and I still, I think I still have some gen- some singing ability. Um, but with how my voice has shifted over the years, I have a very specific vocal range. And because I haven't had any instruction on singing for many years, I I have a hard time understanding my own range. Because I used to be, my range used to be a lot higher than it is. Um, so finding like finding songs and pitch songs that are in pitches where um, I my voice is able to hit those notes, um, I'm kind of hard. I'm kind of bad at determining like. You know what, what you need? What notes are too high and what notes are too low? You know what you need? What? A car. How would that help in this scenario? Figuring out what works with your voice. You're alone in a car. Nobody's paying attention to you. It's like an o- your own personal stage for karaoke. I mean, I also just have like a house for that. I'm home alone a lot. <laughs> I mean, that works too. I'm never home alone, so... Especially yeah, I, when I mean I I deliver I drive for a living so that's that's why I suggest it because that's what works for me. I think honestly the the like the theater choir kid in me is the reason why I don't think I would just go to a karaoke bar right now and get on stage is because like I'm like no 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 I would have to like prepare because just being like put on this song I might vaguely know and then looking at the words on the screen and singing them I'd be like oh, I might fuck it up like I I need to practice it. And find a really good song where the vocal range is perfect. I remember, I remember when my 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 first big vocal range shift. I remember, I I was occasionally a rebellious child, um, and one of those rebellions uh, was when I was kind of pissed off, in I think eighth grade. No, it had to have been eighth grade because there was no, because it was my choir teacher from that school where choir didn't happen in high school, so it had to have been eighth grade. Um, when I used to be a soprano, which is like the super ultra high voice that like only girls have if you're an adult, usually. Um, and I was doing I was doing soprano in seventh grade, um, and then eighth grade they shifted me up to alto, which is women with deeper voices usually. <laughs> um, and uh, we did. I I didn't. I felt. God, why am I stammering so much? Hold on, collecting, collecting thoughts. I didn't understand, like, the harmony. Because, like, the soprano part was always, like, the main song. So, like, whenever we did a song that we knew, I was doing, like, the sound of that song that I understood. Um, Then we switched to, then I got switched to alto, and immediately we were doing, I think the first song we did that year was fucking the national anthem. Like we were, we performed the national anthem at some sort of school thing, um, and I had to do the alto part of the national anthem, which sounds different from how you would imagine the national anthem sounding, because it's like harmony, because you have the different voice ranges do like different sounds, so it harmonizes together, um, and that like pissed me off, because it's like this is how you sing the Star Spangled Banner. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Uh, but I, I got used to it. Uh, another another hard bullet to swallow was uh, when we did All I Want for Christmas is You uh, for, I believe, the Winter Showcase. Um, because uh, this is actually, I, I believe this is a meme in the in the community of theater and choir kids. I've seen, like, TikToks about this, where the alto part of All I Want for Christmas is You 
um, during like the main like chorus just goes like, ah, uh, that's all they do. That's the whole alto part of all I want for Christmas is you is going, ah, uh, so I was really mad about that. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, so that was that. Um, where was I? Okay, so I did choir in junior year. I regrew my stage fright, but I did it anyway. I didn't like run off stage or anything. I did the thing. I was just really nervous when I did the thing. Um, I was also doing acting class that year, which um, there, I believe for the first half of the year, there were no real active plans for shows. There might have been one that got canceled, but I don't know if we did auditions for it. Um, For the first half of the year, I had uh, a male teacher in this class. um, And (laughs) this is a fun story. Uh, So this is... This is Riley's character judgment corner. Let's see, let's see how good Riley is at judging character. Um, so uh, it had been a tradition for a while that I, every year I would pick one teacher, and that would that would be my favorite teacher. He he would I, I'd call him the scream teacher because when they walked down the hall, I would yell their name very enthusiastically, and that was just like a fun little bit I had with certain teachers. Um, and that was my my theater teacher was that guy. For, for my junior year. Um, and he was great. He was cool. He like gave me a pep talk about writer's block once that I don't remember because I've smoked too much weed since then. Um, but I remember it being profound and it helping me through whatever I was trying to write at that time. Um, that guy, as it turns out, a uh, pedophile. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> as it turned out. Uh, so it's about halfway yeah. through the it's about pedo. halfway through the year. A yes. Pedo. He is a pedo. He's he's part of the pedo community. Um, yeah. What do you have? Dog or cat? <laughs> God damn it. Uh but no. So, <laughs> so it's like halfway it's like halfway through the year. And just one day I arrive in theater class or acting class rather. Uh there is a difference. Uh I couldn't explain it to you, but there is a difference. Uh, I walked into my acting class, um, and the the teacher was not there. And I asked somebody where he was, um, and where he was was fired, not arrested, because he got caught having sexual relations with a student. The student was 18, so he did not get in legal trouble. He just got fired. Who was the student? I don't know her. Or, okay. It was a see, that's, see, that's a problem. Wait, why would it not... Wait. <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What? You're saying it would be cool if it was a boy? I didn't say that. What are you saying? Why did you ask me the gender, and then when I said the gender, you're like, oh, that's a problem. Would it not be a problem? that was going to be my response either way. Oh, okay. Well, then why... Uh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Move on. That's it. Because you're giving the reaction that I was expecting you to say. (laughs) You tricked me. You got me. You hooked me. I did trick you. Little tomfoolery going on over here. Some some silliness going on. But yeah, so uh, he got fired for sleeping with an 18-year-old. And before anybody says that's technically not pedophilia, um, uh, from what I've heard, uh, I've... Uh, I have friends who went to that school before I went to that school, 
Um, and he, it was definitely like kind of a known whispered about rumor that he was involved with that girl. And that was long before she was 18. So he didn't get caught until it was legal. So his ass got to avoid going to prison. Uh, but he lost his job over it at least. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine he walks free to this day. I haven't heard anything about any big cases. So. You know, I've gone my entire schooling career without encountering a pedophile. There were two big pedophile things that happened the year I started public high school. That's wild. Because <laughs> I did I did Catholic school. Yeah, you'd think there'd be you'd think they'd be everywhere. <laughs> At that point, you'd think everyone would be a pedophile. It'd be harder Dude, to find not a pedophile. <laughs> Pope Francis said two percent of all priests are pedophiles. So his words, not mine. He said, nah, like 2%. It's a lot of fucking priests. Yeah, that's a lot of priests. But but anyway, so... Uh, my Suddenly, my acting class does not have a teacher. Uh, for a while, there was this, like, really gruff, strict old man who tried to get us to do, like, read-throughs of this play that he liked that everybody thought was stupid. Um, so we were all, like, defiant and not participating. And then that guy left. I, I think he was just a sub, but he, he seemed to be under the impression that he would be sticking around for a while, and that didn't end up coming to pass. Um, and we finally got a replacement, a new teacher, a female, um, and she put together this little show that was just like like a compilation of movie scenes. Like, it was just like... Different kids would play like different roles from like different, I guess, like iconic little movie scenes. And they put on, like, a little showcase. Um, and the unfortunate thing about this, and this really sucks. I wish I had put more effort into figuring this out. Um, but uh, the way that the show worked out, I had no way to get to the rehearsal. Or rather, get, get away from the rehearsals. I had no way to go home if I stayed for the rehearsals. Um, and I guess, I guess this teacher saw something in me. She wanted me to be in the show. So she said, like, hey, I'm going to give you this little tiny role. And you don't have to go to the rehearsals. Just, like, memorize the lines. We'll run it real quick before the show. And then you'll just, like, show up and do it. And I was like, sick. Cool. Um, I don't remember much about the scene now. Um, I think it was from Sandlot. The film Sandlot. If anybody's seen that, I have not. <laughs> I believe it's very iconic. A lot of people like it. Um, but I, I had a small scene in in this little sandlot uh scene reenactment um i had a small role um and then i showed up for the show um and all the other people in that scene were pissed that i was there even though i wasn't at any of the rehearsals uh even though the teacher said i didn't have to be at any of the rehearsals um and there was a big revolt over me being in the show um so i got kicked out of the show <laughs> that's 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 really dumb Yep, so, yeah, this teacher told me that I didn't have to show up at the rehearsals, and then I showed up for the show, and all of the other kids freaked out, and she was like, yeah, we're gonna, we're just gonna have the understudy do it, because that's what they want. <laughs> that's really dumb, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, it, it was rough. I cried a little bit, not gonna lie. It was a weird night. The teacher, the teacher for some reason, also really wanted me to come back for the second night. Like, she tried to convince me to do so for some fucking reason. I don't remember why. 
Um, but I didn't do it. No, that's smart. <laughs> Not to discourage you, but the same thing probably would have happened. So. No, I don't think she wanted me to be in the show, but I guess she, I guess she wanted me to like be there. <laughs> I don't know. I guess she wanted me to feel like I was participating by just like being backstage. <laughs> I guess is the only thing I could think of. Um, but no, I, I did not return for the second night. Also, that night a girl asked me out and then ghosted me immediately after that. That was weird. I don't know That's why that rough. happened. It might have been a dare. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fat and stupid enough for it to have been a dare. You beat yourself was, was up just, too much. It was just really, it was just really weird. Because the girl came up to me and like asked me out, like very in earnest. Like, like she said she like liked me for a while, and she like asked me for my number, and she wanted to go out. Um, and then uh, I texted her, and I don't, I think she might have texted me back like once or twice, and then just like she ghosted me. After asking me out, apropos of nothing, I barely even knew the girl. So what about extracurriculars outside of, like, theater and choir? Oh, well, I just want to make sure I'm wrapped on that. Yeah, I think that's my last big performance story. That's the that's the sad ending to my theater arc, is getting kicked out of that show. Um, yeah, no, no, but no. you perform every day on a podcast. I know it's not to, like, an actual, like... It's to an audience, but it's over the internet, so it's very different, but you're still performing. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Um, what I, you do here is a performance. I'm not true. drunk and stupid all the time. This is definitely an evolution from, like, my, my, my childhood as, like, a little stage kid um, is doing this. Because I think I, I gained an appreciation for comedy as I matured over... I guess, like, theatrics, even though I, I still have a big appreciation for the theater, um, I, I came to appreciate more just, like, comedy. Like, that came to be something that I valued. Um, I think an early, uh, one of the early uh, manifestations of that, another extracurricular I wanted to bring up briefly, even though my memory of this is extremely poor, so I really can't name, like, any specifics about what this is. You could probably Google what this is. Um, I think it's like a big thing. Like I think it I think there was like nationals and shit, so I think like other states do it and stuff. Um, it was something called Odyssey of the Mind. Um, and it was like an extracurricular program. Um, and there was it was like some sort of competition. And the idea was to, for like creativity to be expressed. Like I think there was some sort of like thing we had to build. And then there was also like an aspect where we had to do improv. And that that's the part I remember, because that's, like, one of the earliest manifestations of, like, what I do now. Because what I do now is constant improv. Um, so... See, part that, of me does want to take, like, a single improv class. That just would be cool. If, just to see if it improves my podcasting. Because, you know, of all people in the world, my improv is not terrible. Like, I do have improv skills, a little bit, considering I've never taken a class, but, like, I'd love to see if taking a class or two would improve them from where they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, also, Dick Masterson, Dick Masterson said you're gay if you take improv classes, so, you That's, know. Yeah, definitely. Internal 
internal struggle. Angel on one shoulder, devil on the other. No, but he was a little improv boy. He was a little UCB improv boy. That's, a uh, <laughs> v- Vito's been doing some clapbacks lately. Uh, there was there was a fight recently uh, where where Dick and Vito fought about the frequency of live shows because Vito wanted to do Vito wanted to do like more regular live shows and kind of do like kind of do like more low key kind of like a standing thing, um, whereas Dick is insistent that all the live shows be like a big event and they only do like one or two a year. Um, they had a big argument about this on air. V- very popular. They clipped it immediately because everybody was like, "This argument is fucking hilarious." Um, and they're, they're just arguing about doing live shows. And at some point Vito, Vito just starts attacking Dick and he's like, you know, that you would love to do like a dumb little comedy show. You know, you want to get back in touch with the little fucking UCB boy doing little characters and costumes on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could do like acting like characters, but I could perform on, I don't know if I'd be able to, I don't know. I think I would, like, suck it up and do it, but, like, if we gained a following and they're like, hey! Yeah, if uh, we did, like, Detour Head live shows. We want you to come to this little fan meetup and just do, like, an episode. Like, a live show. I'd be like, ah, ugh, um, sure. I would totally do that. That'd be fucking awesome. If it, because if they're fans of me, like, that's the dream. Like, if, if there was enough fans of me that I got to do, like, a live show where people were in the audience and enjoying themselves, that would be fucking... That would be the coolest shit in the world. That's, like... That would be, like, my life could end there and I'd feel accomplished. I mean, I could definitely... If I get enough planning, we could probably plan it out to where we do a Detour Ahead episode, but we do... We just gather a whole bunch of friends and shit. Yeah, that, that, that's fun, too. That's, a, that's also a good idea. La Casa de Penguin venue. It's a new venue yes. that's opening up. There we go, there we go. Doing, doing shows in people's backyards. Like the... But no, like, that's a dream of mine, just for this shit to take off. Have, like, a small community, someone hits me up and says, Hey, yo, come on, hang out, come do this. Or they're like, oh, shit, you're so-and-so from Detour Ahead. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, yeah. I don't expect to be recognized on the street kind of big, but... Yeah, no, I just I just want to try to cultivate, like, a community. Yeah, that'd be that's fun. All, that's all I've ever wanted, just, like, to have... Like, like, I... Going back to what I said earlier is, I would love to take an improv class just to see if it improves my podcasting. Because, you know, I've never taken a class, but my improv is relatively good. At least just for... Just on going off this podcast alone. And I mean, I think we do a lot of natural yes ending on this show, where a lot of my other shows, we have we have a problem with the no instead that goes on. <laughs> now, can you explain the yes and and no instead? Um, so, no instead is a phrase that I invented, uh, which I will explain in a second. But I'm assuming it's the opposite of yes and. Yeah, I, I just I just invented it to be the opposite of yes and. Uh, but the concept of yes and is that in improv, um, it's a bad practice to shut the other person down, because then it's hard it's hard to pivot from that when you're just like making shit up going going along. So the idea is that in improv, you always want to you always want to do yes and. You always want to agree with the person. And add on to what they're doing rather than shut them down. 
and like do your and like reject their thing and try to substitute your own thing, which is where the phrase "no instead" comes in, which is a phrase I invented to scold Crow Royalty about their performance on podcasts. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense for this. This entire podcast is basically just improv. It's not. It's conversational improv. It's not situational. Yeah. Because I mean, if you don't, if my improv skills were abysmal. I don't think we would have a legendary rant like the mind, mind your own fucking business, don't worry about my chickens rant. Beautiful, beautiful Which moment in history. Not written down, full, off-the-cuff, random, just words coming out of my mouth. Pure, pure improv. Improv in its purest form. <laughs> yes, perfect, wonderful. But our improv skills are really good. It's true. But yeah, just I'm sure you'd up. say the same same like like your improv skills are very good when you wanna be. Yeah. But I have self confidence. I can agree with that statement. <laughs> I know I'm very I know I'm very self critical on certain things, so Well Alex, don't be, because you're great. <laughs> okay, Tony the Tiger, shut the fuck up. But anyway, just to wrap up Odyssey of the Mind, it's something I did. Odyssey of the Mind, the story, is that that's also another tragic one um, where I did it in fourth grade and it was really fun. We didn't win the award or anything, uh, but we had a good time doing it. We we played, we participated. It was a fun time. Um, I remember really enjoying Odyssey of the Mind. Um, and then the next year, fifth grade, I signed up for Odyssey of the Mind again. Um, but the people they hired to the, the teachers who were running Odyssey of the Mind quit. Uh, so then Odyssey of the Mind kind of just got canceled that year. Um, and then I tried to do it again in sixth grade. And I think I just like fucked up some permission slip thing or something. And I didn't get it in sixth grade either. And that was the last time that I tried. So, so Odyssey of the Mind was a one year experience that I tried to replicate two times thereafter and failed. Uh, but. You know, it was fun once. Um, and I'm trying to think of other things I might have done. Oh, uh, yes, this is what I wanted to bring up earlier. Um, so there's one elective that I did all four years of high school. And it was not it was not acting or choir, unfortunately. I, I would have liked it to be, but there were some there were some snags. Uh, so there was one one elective I did all four years. And that was journalism. I did journalism all four years of high school. I took journalism class. Uh, and what that basically boiled down to is, I don't know if I learned, I think there were some assignments that like tried to teach you like about journalism and like actual like writing news and shit. Um, but basically what it actually was, um, was for the first two years, it was uh, these are the kids who make the yearbook class. Um, and then for the second two years, it was, these are the kids that make the school news class. Uh, and, uh, the reason why I wanted to bring it up, um, is because it kind of plays into my performance history because those second two years where it was the school news, um, I did, I was, um, the, the anchoring was shared, uh, like it would rotate around. Um, but I was definitely the most common anchor. And I think there was about like a month where nobody else cared and i just did the news alone 
I love, the, I still get a lot of people like who, cause I, I still live in the same town. I've lived in the same town my whole life. Um, so um, I'll occasionally meet people like at work um, where they'll know me from school, not because we knew each other. I have no idea who this person is, but because they recognized me from the school news. So that, that, that was a fun little, that was a fun era. Uh, doing the doing the school news was a fun time. Uh, I remember there's one video uh, which uh, I cannot show to you, listeners, unfortunately, because it has a lot of branding of the high school that I went to, and I don't want to dox that information. Uh, but the video is still out there. I can show it to my friends in private. Um, and it is a it was an advertisement for a lip sync battle that was going on. They were, they were, they were doing this lip sync battle event. Um, just some dumb extracurricular school thing that I did not, I did not. Um, but I did do a lip sync of the Pokemon theme song for the like commercial for this lip sync battle. That's kind of cool. Like, it, it was, it was fun. It was a good time. Yes. Yeah, so that was, that was my other performance outlet in high school was the, was the school news. That was a, that was a good time. Um, and I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. Cause like, I wish I did more. Like, I wish I got to be in more than one play. I wish I, wish... I did more back in high school as well. I wish I was involved in more, but I mean, there's not really much I can do about it, but, uh, we are two and a half hours in by the way. Well, we'll end soon. I promise. Um, I just, I just want to say, uh, God damn it, now I lost my train of thought. Because there was something I wanted to bring up that kind of just happened while we were recording, but it's political, so it might be off way. It's way off topic. So, uh, we can uh, let's just wrap up this conversation, then we can touch on it at the end. Uh, okay, but I, I had a little more to say um, in that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's something you control. It's just. The unfortunate thing about it that makes you kind of that makes me kind of dwell on it is a uh, high school is really one of the it just provides so much opportunity for that sort of thing where like it's possible to do it outside of high school like theater exists outside of high school but the very barrier to entry is much higher whereas in school that shit is handed to you yeah so I wish I had, I wish I'd kind of taken it more seriously and done more gotten more experience out of the school environment in terms of theater. Cause I still, at the end of the day, I think acting is still like a, a kind of passion of mine. Like I know I'll never do it at least like seriously, but like it is, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, if I could just like, if God came to me and said, right now you can choose your profession and you will be good and successful at it. Um, acting would be on the short list. Like it, it's, it's still a passion that exists somewhere in me. I just have not put, any any effort into pursuing it since I lost the very easy opportunity of high school to do so. It makes sense. It's one of those things where it's just like hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you wish you you'll always wish you did more. Like no matter what the situation, you'll always wish you did more. But you can't like dwell on that too much, or you'll drive yourself insane. You know, I'm just having a little. I've been having a little think about it. Uh, it, it doesn't haunt me constantly, but occasionally. A little I'll introspective. Kind of... I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's it's maybe think about things, like you know maybe, maybe I will try something little. Maybe I'll see if the if the local theater does open auditions for anything. Maybe I'll 
Maybe I'll look into the hobby. It'd, it'd be nice. I need to. I need to start doing other shit in life. Sometimes. <laughs> I need a yeah. hobby that's not just podcasting all the time. Get into drinking. It's a real fun habit. <laughs> habit. Hobby. Hobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great, fun little hobby for your friends and family. Not a habit. Hobby. Yes, exactly. Of course. <laughs> You like that Freudian slip? <laughs> yes, very good, very good. That wasn't even intentional, by the way. That was not me improv. That was not a joke. That was literally a Freudian slip of me saying, oh, you should get into alcohol. It's a good habit, not hobby. Yes. Anyway, yeah, do you want to political beyond- or do you want to do you want to talk about this after the podcast? Real quick, I, I do want to get political, but I just want to say beyond uh, beyond the acting, the singing, the the drive to this for the singing too is still there, and I think that I need to act on soon. I just need to hit a karaoke bar and fucking lose myself. I need to this stage fright that I've grown. I need to fucking throw it away because I I I know I I belong on stage, and no matter how I get there, I'm gonna get back there someday. Go whether for it. It's, whether it's just fucking karaoke bars or whether it's something more, I'm definitely. I'm definitely getting back into it because that what there was a point where that was my entire life, um, or at least not my entire. My, well, frankly, to be real, my entire life was video games. But the part of my life that wasn't video games was that, and it was cool, <laughs> and I liked that about my life. So I I, I do want to go back to doing it in some capacity. That's how I feel about swimming. Maybe not competitive, but like just. Get it just hopping in a pool and just shutting the world out for the for like the next hour and just go swim. That that's kind of how I feel. The different wavelengths, I know, because one is like you're actively doing things. Mine's just like working out, but like I got I got to go back to my roots a little bit. You got to go back to the water. Been calling my name. It's been too <laughs> long. Swimming is fun. Swimming is one of my favorite things to do, to be honest. Um, Dude, I, really, I love swimming. I love it. It's it's great. I'll always... Uh, actually, one of the things I greatly enjoy in this life, and it's something, it's something that's hard to obtain because of the policies of a lot of facilities where you can swim. Um, so it's something I get to do few and far between, and it's always beautiful. I really love swimming at night. That's like my favorite thing to do on this planet, is to swim at night. Yeah. Just the just the cool the cool breeze looking at the stars. Swimming at yeah, night is the best. I, I know what you mean. My parents have a pool. It's an above ground pool. We're not that rich. The, yeah. I mean, excuse me. They're not that rich. But you know, if they knew about me, I I would be over there all the time. Be like, can I swim in the pool? Can I swim in the pool? Can I swim in the pool? And just go lay out there, even if it's not actual like active swimming. Just hanging by a pool or being by the water just is so calming to me. I wonder. I feel like I've told the story about uh, me and my grandmother with the night swimming. I don't know if it's on this show though that I told it. Do you do you recall this story at all? Maybe you can tell it. We're at two and a half, so you can keep going if you want. Yeah, I'm 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 feeling the energy. I don't want I don't want to rush to any conclusions here, but our our foregone conclusion I'm sure will be soon. 
uh shit was i saying grandma night swimming yes okay so um i went on a trip up to uh up to like the main like big tampa city um a few years ago i was 17 or no, no i wasn't 17 i was 18 i just turned 18 um and uh it was my my aunt and my cousin were coming down from massachusetts so we all went up to like the big tampa city and we got a hotel um there i believe there were there were two hotel rooms involved um and one hotel room was my aunt my cousin and my mom and in the other hotel room were my grandmother her husband and me um and we all we all went up to the hotel we had a good time in tampa we did shit whatever um and the hotel had a pool and the pool was open like late like i think it closed at like 10 so i was like oh shit dog it's night swimming time, baby. Uh, so it gets around nighttime, uh, one of the nights. Uh, and I believe this is night. Was it the same night? I don't remember. There, there's a couple swimming stories, swimming related stories from that trip. Uh, one of which is the day that I appeared on a charity stream uh, for the Pokemon... There was a Pokemon podcast network that I don't know if it's still active. I think it was called Pokecasters, but it's been a long time. Um, and Pokemon Variety Hour was almost on the network, uh, but I I think like Brad had beef with the guy who owned the network and said that he would walk if I joined it, so we decided to pull back. Um, but this, this was years after that, um, and they were doing a charity stream where they were inviting Pokemon podcasters from outside the network to also participate. Um, and it was like a big like trivia game show. Um, and I signed up for that uh, before I knew I was going on this trip. And then I went on this trip um, and I uh, the it kind of became this like weird like sitcom balancing act I was doing where like my mother wanted to go swimming with me at some point that day, um, but I didn't know when the stream would be. Um, and I, I think I like canceled and then uncanceled, um, cause I realized at some point, I think I was in the hotel, I was in the hotel room alone. I was still wet cause I had just been in the pool. Um, and I realized it was coming up on stream time and I would be able to make it. So I recorded, I, I think I stayed in my wet bathing suit <laughs> cause I just didn't, I didn't have time to change. Cause I was like, I got, I can do it. I can get in. I can be in the thing. Um, so I, in a wet bathing suit for like two hours, hung out and did this fucking charity trivia stream. Uh, <laughs> and I think later that night, I wanted to go back out into the water or it might've been the next night. Um, and I, I, t I told my grandma like, yeah, I want to go out there and swim. Cause I like swimming at night. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm just going to go out there and swim. At this point, I am an adult man, very, very freshly so, but but still an adult man nonetheless. So I'm like, yes, I'm I I a human being with my own autonomy am going to go downstairs to the pool and swim in the pool. And my grandma seemed like trepidatious, but she was like, yeah, okay, because like it's not like she could stop me. Um, so I went down there and I started swimming. 
And I was having a real nice time just taking in the night and swimming in the pool. And then, uh, and then Grim- and Grandma's husband comes down. And he's like, hey, you doing okay? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, good. Your grandma wanted me to check on you. I was like, okay, we'll tell her I'm fine. Um, and then I continue to swim and a little bit more time comes by, goes by. And then my grandmother comes down and she's like, listen, can you just come back aside, please? Like, I'm worried about you. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 And I had to get out of the pool and dry off and leave because my grandma was worried about me swimming alone at night. That does remind me of, so, senior year. So, there's a difference between, so, um, sorry. I gotta get my thoughts together real quick. Um, so a lot of people in my class for, like, my, my, my grade for swim team, by, like, junior, sophomore, junior year, everybody was all wearing Speedos and everything. I still had the shorts that went, like, almost to your knee. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So... Senior year rolls around. I'm still in them because I'm uncomfortable with my body because I'm a teenager and I'm not the most in shape. And I senior year comes by and I and the other people start giving me shit for it. They're like, you're the only one who's doing it. Nobody wears the shorts anymore. You got to wear Speedo. I'm like, well, I don't have one. They're like. I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'll make you a fucking deal. All right. If I go to sectionals, I will wear a fucking Speedo. Senior year, that's when I made the deal. I went to sectionals. I showed up in a fucking Speedo and everybody lost their fucking mind because they're like, oh, fucking finally. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was like a rite of passage, kind of, because I was like, you I didn't. You finally had your body positivity character arc and walked in with your Speedo. Everybody was giving a rousing round of applause at that point. But it's just, it's. Tiny little things like that that wish I could that make me wish I could go back to the high to high school, just like the camaraderie of everything, just the feeling of being part of a group like that. But anyway, I think we've been going for a decent amount of time. Well, now it's time. If you're a if you're a pussy liberal, you can turn the podcast off now because it's time for the spicy. <laughs> oh, it's not corner. spicy. What, I was what, just. What happened? It- Tell me. Uh, the House of Res- Representatives down in Florida just passed a bill that's going to ban or severely and strictly limit social media use for people under 16. Dumbest bill I've ever fucking heard in my life. Riley, the House of Representatives passed it today. I know. I saw. Oh, you saw? Yeah, I, I, I had forgotten about it because it doesn't matter. Because it's the stupidest bill in history. Because it's never going to be enforced properly ever. There's no way. You can't do it. <laughs> this this bill existing it changes nothing. What's the age of consent down there, by the way? I believe 18. Is it 18 in Florida? I'm pretty sure. Alright, you're pretty sure leaves me with doubt. Let's go put myself on a list No, no, no I, I am. I am sure, because I know... Because there's Romeo and Juliet laws that apply to people that are 16 or 17, but I believe the age of full consent is 18. Man, 
Google's got to stop listening to my fucking conversations, man. It, okay, so our, our audience member Jinji has just said it's eighteen everywhere except Nebraska. I know that's not true because I know that's that not it's, true at all. I know that it's sixteen in Washington is a fact that I've picked up in my life. I don't know I where else it is. Sixteen in Ohio, I'm pretty I know sure. Washington. Is anyway, it. Riley, I type in A G. All right, A G. That's it. First one: age range frequency. Number two: age of consent by state. Number three, age of consent in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it is 18. My you are correct. It is 18. What's Ohio? Ohio 16. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Gingy, just keep telling yourself age of consent is 18 everywhere and you'll be safe. Yeah, they just want to... except Well, he said except Nebraska, which is the state he lives in, so he's not doing a good job covering his ass. <laughs> 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 pet o maybe he's part of the he is part of the pet o community we, he, he's got a couple of them <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you everybody so much for listening you've been listening to Detour Ahead we never introduced the show yes we did no we did we really we didn't into it no, hey everybody, we, we introduced the show. Welcome to D- that was. Thank you for listening to the two and a half hour cold open. Now we can start the show. Welcome to Detour Ahead. I'm Riley. <laughs> Here's Alex. Time to go for another two and a half hours. Here we go. That's right. <laughs> no, but that bill's dumb. There's no way to enforce it. It's just the fact that the HOR decided to pass it. They're like, it got guys. written up, the House of Representatives down there with DeSantis decided to pass it, so who knows? Seems like we're just gonna be living in, in a totalitarian, totalitarian government with uh, Kim Jong-Trump. Should we explain the pet-o joke? So that people it's don't short think we're just calling pet Jinji owner. a pedophile? Okay. <laughs> you don't have to explain it. It's it, Pet-o is short for Pet owner. The pet owner community. Yes, the pet o community. <laughs> We're not calling Raging Genji a pedophile. He's, he's, part, he's just part of the pet o community. Although at saying it's every it's 18 everywhere except Nebraska really doesn't help his case. <laughs> Pretty sus. Pretty sus. <laughs> Alright, thank you everybody so much for listening to Detour Ahead. I... If you have not already been listening, you can find it on the YouTube channel at Colochu, C-O-L-O-C-H-U, if it actually gets uploaded on time. Unlike yeah. the past two weeks, I do apologize. Hey, you bitch. Uh, you can also check me and Riley out on the Dickheads podcast as well, coming soon, TBD. Should we we had to do the big retrospective episode. That was the idea we discussed last yeah, time. Yeah, we can do that. Together. Uh, sometime in February, probably. I'm almost pretty much caught up. I think I only have like 30 episodes left. So. Once I'm all caught up, it'll become a weekly podcast. So you can check us out there. And no more Dick Masterson content will be... I don't want to say no more. I want to say it's going to yeah, be very be no, limited. We'll try to. We'll try to. We're trying to sector it off into a different program so that it doesn't infect this one so much. For our 
for the normies in the crowd that might not know about the dick show. Anyway, Riley, what you got going on? You can find me linktr.ee slash Riley Cinematic Universe. That's R-I-E-L-Y Cinematic Universe. R-I-L-E-Y Cinematic Universe. No, no, don't tell them the wrong one. <laughs> uh, but it's also on my Twitter. R-I-L-I-E R-I-E-L-Y R-I-L-E-Y Shut up! R-I-E-L-Y Cinematic Universe linktr.ee slash It's good. There's stuff. YouTube channels, podcasts. R-I-E-L-I-E Shut up! R-I-L-E-Y Podcast Riley Radio Live, live on my YouTube channel, Riley and Friends, and then archival on the Riley Podcast Mega Feed and a cleaned up archive upload. Uh, It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Last time we did it, I talked to uh, Jet Bat and Demi Gloom, and we had a a nice conversation. Thank you for listening to Detour Ahead. I have been Alex. And I've been Riley. And we will see you next Wednesday. Anwar. Anwar.